Hello, fellows. Welcome to Dragons Oh My. My name is Dallas Matson. I'm your DM. My pronouns are he, him. Tonight we have Lindsay Bell. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm playing Fern Botanica. My pronouns are she, her, and Fern's pronouns are also she, her. All right. We also have Shiloh Trigg. Uh, yeah, Shiloh Trigg. Uh, my character's name is Mudboy. We are he, him pronouns. We also have uh, Corey. Uh, I have Giyu Otum. Pronouns he, him as well for me, too. I'm Corey. Don't forget Jacob. I'm going to be Jacob. I'm going to be playing Cad Warden Chillbreaker. He's a dwarf warlock. Both of us use pronouns. And last but not least, Jan. Ahoy! My name is Jan. I use he, him pronouns. And I shall be playing as Snarky Pippins. Also using ehem pronouns. All right, and uh, let's get ready to rumble. So, cleaning up the, the house a little bit, I want to toss out some inspiration points for you folks. Get your pencils out. Uh, I want to give one to everybody here at the table for using great teamwork to control the battlefields and uh, both of the challenges that you guys faced. I'd like to give one to Jake and to Shiloh for helping everybody with the rules and making sure that like Fern had a solid time getting into it. I really appreciate that. Giyu, you get one for your consistent onslaught of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh puns. Loving that shit. Keep it up. <laughs> I got uh, two for, for Lindsay for being so prepared in both of those battles. Um, you She caught on quite quickly and was able to hold her own in such a battle-heavy session. We got one more for Caddy for taking out the tower with such uh, strategic, decisive blows. And then the last one we got is for Mudboy <laughs> for uh, keeping up with your character's muddy kills. What does that mean? Except, uh, <laughs> Define, <that's> please. <laughs> Define muddy kills. Uh, you, you made sure to point out that your, your oh, finishing yes. blows okay. and stuff like that were, were pouring muddy. mud in there. I uh, am like, mud boy. Yeah. Thank you. You, you, you are mud boy. And that's, I'm, I'm patting you on the back for continuing to be mud boy because you're doing killer. Would anybody like to give a recap for the last session to get one more inspiration point? Yeah, uh, we departed away from Mountain Toes Goldmine, where we left a bunch of were rats under the negotiation that we would uh, reclaim an old shrine area. So that was uh, their home that got fucked over by orcs. And if we cleared that for them, they would leave the mountain alone and leave the uh, the dwarves to do as dwarves do and mine. Uh, that is what they do? That is what they do. So we sh arrived at the shrine and were met with like 50 fucking orcs and a handful of ogres. And then we killed them all because we're, we're tight like that. You are uh, tight like that. It's spikes. Yes. Oh yeah, Spike City. You did also fight Krampus. Yeah, you guys uh, wrecked Krampus's shit, saving oh, St. Nick, and then got dropped off at the shrine of Savras to murk the shit out of a fuck ton of orcs. And uh, you guys are just at the end of that bloody massacre, cleaning your guys' cells up. You guys decided not to search the area too much because you didn't want to take too much from what the rats had here. And you wanted to leave whatever weapons these orcs and ogres had to the rats. So you guys pack up your stuff and you head along the trail, leaving from the Shrine of Savras to the Mountain Toes gold mine. 
who's leading this trek? Driving the cart? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah, who's or leading right this front? carriage, sure. basically. We so should we have the, uh, the druid do it. I bet she has uh, really good interactions with animals. I want to run along the road okay. in front okay. of the horses. Okay, so horses are going medium pace. You're kind of jogging along front. Fern, why don't you roll me a animal handling to control the horses? And Mudboy, why don't you roll me a survival check to make sure you guys are heading along the right path and there's nothing going on in front of you? Okay, not wonderful with survival, but here we go. 16 total for my survival. 16 total for survival, okay. Yeah. And what was your I got turn? 10 total. Okay, so you guys are trucking along, and Fern, you're you're kind of having a hard time getting these horses to go. You don't know if it's because they ran to the closest scent that they had to you guys to get back to you, or if if they're just not wanting to go the way you're going, but you're having a hard time getting to go forward. They are still trekking along, but you're you're having to kind of give the reins a little bit of a tighter hold in order to get them to keep moving forward. As Mudboy is just trampling along in front of you, he's able to see the path really well, and he's keeping an eye out. And what he sees is a dragon flying from the peak of the mountain over into the forest where he had seen the dragon chase the elf's carriage away previously. Okay. So it started here. It went this way. You guys were heading this way just to give you a heads up. It kind of crossed in front of us. Yeah. Okay. You guys were not in its view, but it swooped down about here. Shit. So I relay that to everybody. I come up running back to the cart and I'm like, dude, the dragon. That way, and and as Mudboy explains what color this, eyes were? did I? Can uh, I roll, roll a perception check? Shit, I'm gonna do it. Just quick question, Corey. What do you think the eyes have to? Just wondering. I don't know. I, I didn't just see what color its eyes oh. were. Oh, they okay. might be blue or white eyes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. Oh my God! I hate you. I Put love it together. that so much. I love that. Okay. What was what was your perception roll, my good sir? Six. I did not see the color. Six. Um, as this white Sorry. dragon is flying by, you see what looks like the hint of some blue smoke, but it is obscuring the vision of the eyes, and you're un- unsure of what what possible color these things are. And, and that's really good for you. If you were able to see the color of this thing's eyes, you're worried that it might be too late for you. Yeah. Okay. Let's get off so, the road for a few minutes. And- so it is about three o'clock in the afternoon. You guys can keep trekking along and get to Tribor Trail. You guys can make it to about here before nightfall. Or you guys can pull off into the, the shadow of the trees right now and wait for potentially the dragon to go somewhere else. They're safe than sorrow, right? All right. Yeah, so I think we should pull we'll, off into the trees. We'll say, you know, Mudboy walked up tells fern this fern's like yeah these horses don't really yeah. want to go anywhere anyway we're not in that much of a time rush uh we're we're supposed to be going to the logger's camp next right yes yeah it wasn't After- supposed to remember that no you you guys would remember you guys are going to the logger's camp but you guys have to stop at the mountain toast gold mine first you guys basically said that the logger's camp had plenty of supplies enough to get water and fish from the river right um 
you guys have now left the Shrine of Savras. The dragon has flown past you for the second time from the same angle. You guys are heading back down the Tribor Trail this way to get to the Mountain Toes Gold Mine. I mean, my argument would be that we take cover because it's about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I think we should take cover until nightfall. And then we could continue our trek, see if the animals are more prone to move and um, be out of sight to the dragon if they were to fly over again. I think that's wisest. All right. Why don't you guys roll me a stealth, either a collective one, or if Mudboy wants to give his pass without trace, I will take one person's stealth roll. Are we about Uh, to take a long rest? I was going to consider it a long rest. Unless you guys wanted to only wait until dusk. So you guys can either stay till like midnight and you can have a full rest, or you can wait until about 10 p.m. And you guys can get like a full short rest and you guys can keep heading on and get closer. In the uh, dark? It, yeah. yeah. I you think guys a short be... rest is sufficient. Can we use yeah. the bathroom during this short rest? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Good. I'll dig a latrine for everybody. You know, it's just... been about 16 hours since you guys have gone to the bathroom. So uh, you guys all fight over use of the latrine. Uh, <laughs> I use Mold Earth to create my own private one away that none of them know about. So oh, okay. My it's secret shit potty. place. Yeah, it's a porta potty, but you make it. He uh, just disappears for like half an hour. Yeah. All right. So you guys are hiding. Uh, let me see where this dragon flies to. Oh boy. It's got to stay behind us. Okay. So um, you guys hear some ruckus, but you don't see much more because you're hidden by the trees. As it flies and the sound seems to, by the Doppler effect, get further and further away from you. You guys don't necessarily know where he lands, but I am going to say that this red block is approximately where he goes. So you guys hear him flying away from you. You guys have the ability to take a short rest. So I'm going to say you have a short rest since this has happened. Now you guys can either stay and take a long rest or you guys can start making your way now that it's like just at dusk. The dusk travel, I'm going to have another person roll a survival check to lead the way properly at dusk. Oh, we can do dusk. I'm great with that. I'll do a survival check. I have really good numbers for that. So let's have everybody do a short rest. You guys can heal whatever your hit dice are. Or total hit die, and you can roll any number of them that you want to see if it gets you up to max. Yeah, and you guys really, like, I think only a couple of you really got fucked up by those orcs and ogres, but... I don't think I took any damage. I feel like Shiloh being, like, chokeholded, dropped, and then had to run was, like, I feel like that was the most you guys really fucking took. (laughs) I don't know for sure. How about this? Let's just say you guys have not taken enough damage for a short rest to bother you guys. Let's just say you guys are at full health right now. You um, don't mean to have us regenerate spell slots, or do you? No, do that. Do that. Okay. okay. Just because I'm like, I I know you guys did some damage, but I don't think... You guys are basically taking like a medium <laughs> rest, which isn't even a thing. You guys aren't staying the full eight hours, but you're not staying just for like an hour. You guys are staying here for like four or five hours. You guys weren't that hurt. You guys already it's had some time to deep rest. Yeah. Quick but deep. There we go. There we go. Memory foam. Yeah. You, you guys slammed <laughs> into your REMs real quick. All right. 
So you guys are chilling. Nothing seems to come across you guys as you guys are kind of taking shifts, doing a, a, a good rest. You guys make further down the trail as it becomes dusk. You make it 20 miles, and I want somebody to roll a survival check. Again, since I'd like to. you're doing the, the scanning of it, are you going to have somebody else drive it? I could do the driving. Can I become a horse and help pull? Ooh, you <laughs> totally could, and that'll actually increase your speed. Nice. Uh, I thought it would just help, like, encourage the other ones, but that's awesome. Do I need to roll? And actually, shit, like, firm. You don't need to do that, too. You don't need we to have horse team. We could have a four-horse thing, and, and, like, the rest of the crew can sit on the back, and you guys, with Fern's survival check, um, and then Mud Boy or anybody else's animal handling... You guys can get the other two to follow you two, and you guys can just full sprint, and you can be at the Mountain Toes gold mine by the end of the night. Fuck yeah. And you guys can do the same sort of thing where you stop just outside of those ogres that got frozen and camp there for the night and then walk in in the morning. Good. All right, so this is for both of you to use one of your shape change things. So I need one survival check from Fern and from Snarky. And then I need an animal handling from whoever is dealing with the real horses. Go ahead and do that. Okay. I'm good at it. Going to use my brand new D20 here. Nice. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Okay. Rolled a 15 and I have a plus three. Make okay. 18. All right. So yeah. what about... Fern? I rolled a two and I have a plus six. So I have eight. Okay. What about Bro. the animal handling over here? Mud Boy rolled a natural one. So maybe okay. he... Uh, uses an inspiration point. Oh, shit. Ow. I forgot those exist. <laughs> yes, he does. He do. He do. I was about to say, on the would, how it's hard would the ground. animal handling check be if the animals that we're handling were our entirely intelligence? Yeah. Well, no. So, There's only like, two to handle. I imagine yes, it wouldn't exactly. get easier than the DC of five, would it? Because I <laughs> failed that, too. Yeah, so it, it, <laughs> I was going to say, it was only going to be a seven. Good start. Good start. Uh, so I was hoping that you would get a ten. And to be honest, it would have been a five, but I have a then nine Fern now failed after my inspiration. Fern failed too. Fern, but Fern and failed as well. So, okay, yeah, do that. Yeah, my inspiration. My, my inspiration allowed me to get a nine, just much okay. better, but still not. Well, let's see how Fern thing. does, because you would have passed that if she hadn't failed. And give me your uh, oh, nice. survival. Yeah, I got uh, twenty-three total. Oh, okay. seventeen. Okay, plus six. so. So what happens is you guys are making your way. You guys stop for a second. You guys get a good deep rest. You guys get back going. And as Fern is walking ahead, her and Snarky look at each other and say, why don't we just help? And they both like anamorph into horses. Right before they do, Fern says, tie us up. (laughs) And... Kinky. Uh, well, uh, as you guys <laughs> transform into horses, they add you additionally to the cart. And so you guys are going forward, and Snarky seems to be going pretty good and knows the way. But you're actually, Fern, you're actually able to see the path. And that is leading pretty steadily. So all Mudboy has to do is just kind of follow the two of you trudging along. And you guys are just outside. You guys are five, ten miles outside of the entrance that you know leads to the Mountain Toes Gold Mine. It is about 1.30 at night. You guys have been able to make it. You haven't heard any more commotion by the dragon. 
you feel like this is a good point that you guys could rest for the night before heading into the mines. Okay. Or you guys can just go right into there and just fucking kick down the door at midnight. Well, I think Ooh, in the mines it's going to be dark regardless. Yeah, they call. This could be like their lunchtime. <laughs> Drop on them at night when they wouldn't expect us. Is it I agree. Normal? I'll be honest. You guys aren't planning to attack these. You what guys. You sounds guys like we are. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are. <laughs> but <laughs> you guys just killed all those orcs so you could get the rats I'll out of them. Now the we dwarves. have a taste for blood. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys, okay, that's fine. All right. Let's roll in. All right. You guys show up at 2.30 in the morning. Mud Boy is just having flash. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> He's got PTSD. He uh, closes his eyes. He hears Fortune Sun playing. Yeah. <laughs> Just the helicopter. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Ooh, it's the red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah. So, are you guys going to go in their merc status or are you guys just going to be cool? I'm not going in their merch uh, status. I'm being cool. Being being cool. We're cool. We're all right, you're cool. You're cool. We're, yeah. we're all having fun. And now I'm just going to say that uh, the two druids who had to waste their wild shape, you got those back. Because you guys rest here from 1.30 till about 12. And you guys can head right into the Mountain Toads gold mine. Okay. Boom. Boom. You guys walk the last five or ten miles and you come across, again, the pile of dead orcs that have become even more rotted than when you passed them the second time. And you passed where you guys camped, uh, found the dead cat's head and buried it. You guys make your way into the entrance of this mine. You come across Don John Ruskin and the various uh, dwarfs that were hidden in the back they seem to be doing much better they seem to have had water some rests some good food you guys head into the mine itself so we're fighting these guys it. well that's up to yeah. you guys oh what yeah we're gonna kill the rest uh, well now, unless they talk to us and you know get us to deal drugs with them or something you guys were already supposed to just be chill i'm just putting yeah what would we gain from fighting them though are they about kept? to reward us giant let's rats. kill them if they don't compensate us adequately how about that i like that hurt one of damn them damn fern and then, you then, ferocious. then if they don't compensate us then we can hurt another one i like to be paid fairly <laughs> put that money in my hand <laughs> i will yeah, not let the the rough fucking of capitalism confine me <laughs> yes. All right. So you guys walk up to the front of this mine. You come across the dwarfs that were sitting out there with Don John Ruskin. They tell you that the the rats are just inside, but to be weary, they've been acting stranger and stranger in the last couple of days, and there seems to be way more of them. Let me do that in a dwarf vote. All right. <laughs> Rats I, I think uh, you might want to be careful when you go in there. There's there's a lot more of them, and they've been acting sketchier and sketchier as the days go by. <laughs> it's a pirate. Do they make noises? What, what do you mean by sketchier? They've been hoarding up more than usual, I feel, and they've been going out and coming back in with more people, and I, we don't have the armaments to stop them, so... We just kind of been watching, but they've been dragging people in there, and the new were-rats have been coming out. You haven't thought to try poisoning them or anything? Where are these were-rats coming from? They're, 
they're pretty ferocious. We locked ourselves in the back. We're not fighters. We're miners. I'm a miner and a fighter. Cowards. Oh, look at you. Did you go to college too? And they, they jab at you. They are kind of mad that you're better than <laughs> No, I mean, I didn't go to college. I can't afford student debt. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what gets us all, my friend. My friend. <laughs> So they just kind of tell you that as you guys head further in, you guys meet up with Zeline Varnister. You pass a couple of were rats into the first den, and you see a giant rat off to the side, but you guys make your way in. Last we knew, they saw Snarky Pippins as Don John Ruskin. Hmm. So at this point, they kind of expect Don John to be the talking point. What happens when you guys walk up? I didn't think that backfire so soon. Uh, <laughs> do, do you well, want to take this Don John or will I? Uh, you, you go for it. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. What, I kind of forgot. What was he? He was like a he was mining supposed expert to be the or negotiator? negotiator. Yeah, he was supposed oh, to be the negotiator fuck, between it. the dwarves and the mouse people. Hey, rats, uh, Don John is feeling under the weather. <laughs> Can, can I just be a cloaked figure as far as they're concerned? <laughs> Don John, lost, we lost Don John. We lost Don John in killing the orcs, but uh, here's Regardless. our friend Snarky Pippins. And <laughs> oh. oh, wait, that's the circumstance. No. Okay, so like I, all right, whatever. Then in that case, yeah, I'm still Don John. Fuck it. Uh, you, and you can roll to help. Roll a persuasion and a deception. Um, oh, I'm going to have answer. you, I'm going to have uh cab warden. You roll the persuasion. Uh, Thank God. Uh, Cause I have negative two persuasion. Deception. deception is also negative two. What right. are we rolling for so far? Uh, you're helping him. him deceive them oh. that like, in your conversations. And like, oh. I want kind of like a roll. And then you guys to role play how that role went. <laughs> I'm pretty charismatic. I can I can try uh, rolling. All right, I'm gonna roll deception. Yeah, but I do have a negative roll, two. So roll persuasion, cad warden. Roll deception. Uh, Very uncharismatic. I rolled what a one. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I'm gonna use all. Uh, I got a I got a sixteen, but I'm gonna use all of my inspiration to make it so. Uh, oh, so uh, it's a positive roll for for Don John because I don't want to fight all these fucking rats. All right, all right. <laughs> This is a first. So Jacob is choosing to use all five of his inspiration to get a positive outcome by the DM. So you guys walk into here and Snarky had kind of forgotten that he was supposed to be the face. So when he walked up to the situation, they went to go shake his hand and he was like, what am I supposed to do with this? And Cad Warden steps up and says, I'm sorry, don't actually touch him. He's... He's ill. He, he caught something from the the orcs and the ogres. Uh, let me stand in his place. And Cad Warden, what do you say to convince these rats that you guys killed all these orcs and ogres and that they're free to leave, basically? Well, I just want to hear what you would say. It's going to be glorious, no matter what. <laughs> uh, uh, he'll, he'll straight up in there, present himself very ostentatiously and says, 22 orcs, four ogres, and one bastion later. Your encampment is free of the uh, green scourge that lays there. 
uh, and I'll chuck like a fucking rock from the wall <laughs> that I will uh, abstain from informing them that I had tumbled. Should have taken all those ears. Nope. I actually <laughs> kind of left that open for you, to be honest. Zarnister walks up and says, I'm glad to hear you. You say you broke down the one guard tower we had left? I didn't say shit about breaking fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, As it would so it's just down then. Okay. Well, I guess if 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 it's if it's down, then I if they're down, we we could leave here. I guess these these uh guys out front though, they've been talking about how much gold there is in here. What what say you about uh, murdering them and their little friend? And then you and us, we split the gold in here. Or alternatively, you're all rat people who can't use gold to buy goods and services in mainstream <laughs> settlements. Nor is there any settlements in this general vicinity that allow for that sort of trade without multiple days travel. So even if you do go there, you're likely to be met with pitchforks and they'll just fight you for it. So wealth really isn't your strong suit. That's right? why I said we'd go half in. You guys get the gold sold. We'll do all the mining. You guys, you'll just, it's constant influx. You, but you, we'll just live here. We'll work here. When we're not living, we'll work. And you guys get gold. It's it's maybe a little bit slave trade-ish, but hey. But, uh, but here's the thing. You're prosing yourself as the slave here. I know. You don't get anything out of this. You just get I to know. work. No, you're, we, you're get, we get money. We want, we want to be able to spend it. And maybe we'll ask you for supplies and stuff like that. But we'll keep raking in that dough for you. Okay. This is your positive outcome. Just <laughs> letting you know. They're willing to stay here and and uh, mine He's this so place for you uh, to have a safe place to live and have their supplies provided for you. I have a very uh, good alternative. All you have very to do is kill your brethren. Yeah. <laughs> They're dicks and everything, but that's just too taxing. And we're not, you know, terrible people. So here's here's about this. You They're have access to a fortress. You have a, uh, a hill fort. You have a stone hill fort. You know how impregnable that is. Once you put the walls back up around that thing, you put that. You put farms on the outside. But you can we start need your money. Own hamlet. But we need more money for that. No, if you leave these dwarves, you know dwarves are the most famous masons in this planet. So, so if you, you go think back, to, you think they'll like help us build up that mansion again? Yes, especially if you All offer right. your own. If you offer All your right. men to help them mine, and in, in in exchange for your labor, helping them excavate these, because we don't want to stay here forever, right? You help them, they'll uh, pay you in masonry. I'm a mason. I could even fucking pitch right. in on my summer. All right. All right. They push their hand forward and kind of drop their hand on their wrists a little bit. And they're like, I love this deal. All right, let's shake on it. And they put their hand out. Well, hold on. We've got to get these dwarves to agree. I, I am very persuasive with my kith and kin. I'll talk to them and I will make them uh, uh, agree to this bargain. Also, the, the, the idea of a were-rat settlement, we can call it like Ratsburg or something. Rat oh, Ratsburg is so good. Oh, man, Ratsburg. Rat city. Rat city. Rat, rat city, bitch. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> rat city bitch rat, rat the, city bitch it's, uh, it's what appears on the map <laughs> yeah it's five words Damn. and most of them are rat and city and there's one bitch in there rat city rat rat city bitch is the yeah exactly yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right 
Well, I agree. I'm excited to get Rat City, Rat Rat City bitch started. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a charter today. <laughs> it's going to be a beautiful settlement. Look at this world we're building, guys. <laughs> I, for one, cannot wait for, for the debut of Rat City, Rat Rat City bitch. <laughs> All right, so you guys head out to the front of the entrance to the mine. You bring Zarlene and two more were-rats that she's kind of deemed as her, like, bodyguard. She brings you guys all out to the front to clarify with the dwarf. And the dwarves seem a little apprehensive, but when you tell them how many, like, orcs and ogres you eliminated, they agree that this is for the better. Despite how quickly these rats are multiplying, they they do understand that this workforce could be extremely helpful. So they, along with Don John, Don John steps out from between the dwarves and just kind of pulls out a piece of paperwork that nobody really questions why this guy specifically has it. But he pulls it out and he actually pulls out like uh, something from his pack and it looks like like a long uh, telescope almost. But he pulls the legs down, sets up a little tripod, rotates it to the side and unrolls a wooden platform. And so you guys have a small table there for all the parties to sign and um, you guys get basically a photocopy after you guys sign the original he lifts up one sheet of paper he tears the pink one away and folds that up for his own documentation he gives the original to the rat party and then pulls the blue copy and gives it to you guys so you now have documentation saying that this treaty has happened under your guys's watch that is all you need to know about the rack versus the dwarves escapade i thought dwarves wrote on stone tablets yeah, this was Don John's doing. Oh. Uh, he pulled it out. It so was a stone pen. That. It was a stone pen, so it was technically written in stone, and that's he knew cool. that was that was necessary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's graphite. It's basically a rock pencil. Fuck yeah! But it was written in stone, so it counts as a binding contract in the dwarf nation. So from what you guys know, these were rats are going to work to clear out the mine in order to get their settlement reinstated more or less and you guys are free to go to the loggers camp don john chooses to stay in case there's any more problems even though he's not necessarily the negotiator as they see he's being kind of like a, a puppet master in the background i like this espionage approach Mud boy he's, is, he's undercover bossing it right now. Uh, <laughs> Mud boy is very on edge because he expects this rat city to. Uh, Can't believe you want to use its full name. We call it R C R R C B. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to cause wave after wave after wave of massive amounts of rats to come pouring society. Hmm. Well, he thinks. I guess that's a future problem. <laughs> he expects it. And he doesn't know how to broach the topic with everybody because it's not it's not very nice. Is Mudboy afraid of rats? Yeah, he has to kill rats. No. He's an exterminator, if you didn't know. I did not know. What okay. The fuck are all His halfling parents send him out on missions to exterminate monsters and threats and menaces and pests and stuff all across the countryside. Out. And he reeks in lots of money as a bounties 
and they they live very nice plush lives because of it. And uh, Mudboy lives in a little mud hut thing outside of the Hobbit hole. Mudboy. Um, he th- thinks his parents are the best parents ever, but really they're just abusive extortionist. That's so but nice. Yeah, he's killed more rats than like you could possibly imagine. Damn. So this is weird for him. Very, very weird. Well, mm. I I am actually also <laughs> surprised that you guys didn't have to murder a fuck ton of rats. That's the power of a yes. positive outcome by the DM. New dawn, new day. So you guys head out from Mountain Toes Gold Mine at about twelve o'clock. You guys only really spent an hour or two in there doing the negotiations before you guys hit the the road again. You guys can make it five blocks. You guys know you need to head towards the the loggers camp, which is on the edge of the the river, deep into the forest. You guys can either take the long way around. You guys can go straight through the forest. You guys have heard tale of Falcon's hunting lodge, uh, but that would have been closer if you guys were still up at the shrine. How would you guys like to combat this? The red is where you guys last saw the dragon, but it's been a day since then. Yeah, this thing has been moving around a lot, is something I'm thinking about. And also, it's a late dragon, so it's on hunts. There's a lot of natural cover from uh, tree canopy. So as long as we keep our wits about it and the ears to the sky, we should be able to avoid any interaction with a late dragon. Keep Hell a yeah. slow pace and stay in the shadows. Yeah, I'll pull out my bow just in case, though, keeping my eye on the sky. Good eight. All right. So you guys make your way forward. You guys make it to about 4 o'clock before you get to the edge of the forest here. From here, you guys will start heading in. And every two blocks, I'm going to need a nature roll or a survival roll or an animal handling roll from somebody in the group. You guys will get just 10 miles in, so I will need just one person to roll before it will be nighttime, and assumably you guys will want to, um, unless you guys would like to take turns sleeping and walking along the thing to keep making forward checks, but that will be at disadvantage because it will be night. If we're going at a stealthy pace, how many squares can we get before we need to rest? Uh, you can get yeah, 10 miles into the forest before you guys would need to take a rest, or have disadvantage on your checks to keep heading towards the loggers. Mm-hmm. So okay. let's get one person to roll for the point where you guys are at night. So again, uh, nature, survival, or animal handling. I'll roll a survival. I got a five. Inspired, I got <laughs> a eight. Total? Yeah. Okay. Can I roll animal handling? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. I got a plus three in it, so my, as well... Ah, fuck. I rolled a three. Uh, so okay. six. It's not great. Okay. Sorry, so guys. you guys break into the forest, and you guys know you should be heading north, but you guys get about ten miles before you realize you guys have been heading northwest. You're fun. not too far off of the track. As long as you keep heading north from here, you guys should be good. But it is getting to be nighttime right now. You guys can either rest till the morning and not have disadvantage on your rolls, or you guys can keep heading through the night and have disadvantage on your rolls. I'd rather not have disadvantage. Likewise. Alright, so you guys uh, pull up camp for the night. You sit everything down, you let your horses go a little bit so they can collect some food, but you leave them on a line so they can't go too far. 
their grazing is you guys set up your own individual campsites where we've got tents and and small hitches for different hammocks and such. You guys set up a small fire and you set some food about. Does anybody have anything that they'd like to say that they pull out for tonight's feast? I've got some edible mushrooms. Oh, All right. nice. Mm -hmm. Fern pulls out some mushrooms and starts frying them on some pans. I think you guys have a buttered skull, so they're 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 buttered mushrooms. I have stone bread. Ooh, <laughs> that it's sounds a... dangerous. No, it's it's uh... they're not actually stones like. Rock no, it's, is past it's like a ground bits of gravel that's baked into bread because uh, I think in, in the actual universe, the dwarves are evolved to eat it and no one else is. So like during times of siege and shit, if the cities ever got like uh, attacked, basically, they could outlive the siege because uh, they would retreat back. The people would invade and expect to like plunder all their food but then realize that they can't eat any of their food. So then they just starve and then the dwarves come back. I love that. So he drops some of his stone bread into the buttered mushrooms and it gets nice and seared on either side. And it kind of breaks down a little bit because of the acidity of these mushrooms, which you Fern were able to withstand, but this kind of, counterbalances it it makes it more of a base solution rather than an acidic one and the rocks kind of dissolve so when you guys bite into these crispy rock bread and buttered sandwiches you don't actually take any damage and cad warden you're like i need to do this more often you ask fern what kind of mushrooms these are so that you can you can make more stone stone bread and mushroom sandwiches Hell yeah <laughs> Anything else you guys would like to do for the night? Um, Fight. Okay. Well, you guys are just resting. In the night, several of you are woken up by the sound of heavy beating wings. And they get further and further away. And they don't seem to head towards the mountain this time. They seem to head further into the jungle before dissipating altogether. Oh, uh, shit. So you guys feel a little bit more secure. Like, you guys got woken up and were a bit scared by the sound of beating wings. But hearing them going further and further away, you guys worry not about leaving your campfire going. And you guys rest for the night, feeling a little bit more secure. You wake up in the morning, and you... Feel like P. Diddy. Exactly. <laughs> uh, damn, that really song. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys get the rest of your tents and your hammocks and such pulled up so you can continue on your travels. You load them up onto your horse and carriage and you guys keep going forward. Who is driving it right now and thus who wants to roll? We're not at disadvantage, so you guys can get 10 more miles before you need to roll again. Who is making that roll to see if you guys actually make it north? Well... I'm so shit at all of the skill checks required to I do have. this, guys. This is your. <laughs> I have vehicles proficiency, so maybe I okay. got. Um, what's right. the check that you asked for? So I had said for survival, <laughs> animal handling, or nature. Um, you gotta stop rolling. No, <laughs> or you better dice. I got a one, Mister Sir. Okay, so you guys make it about five miles. And you guys realize you have headed back to the southeast. And you realize as you go past, you're like, I'm pretty sure that is our carriage tracks from last night before we camped. 
So you guys head back the way you came. So you've made no distance but a couple hundred feet. But you guys have gotten back on the track that you were on. Can I get somebody else to roll? Fucking mine are garbage, but I'll do it. <laughs> Let's see with a plus zero. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> nope. Five. Damn, five. you guys should let Fern drive. No, <laughs> uh, please, please. I will. I would love if she would drive. That would be right. great. Uh, so you guys make Jesus it. Jesus, take you the guys, wheel. Seeing where your tracks were, where you realized you went the wrong way, Cad Warden is able to say, "Well, if that's the way we just turned around from, keep going this way." The trail kind of bobs and weaves, and it's hard to tell what is a main trail. Versus what is a deer trail versus what is monster wreckage. And you guys only get about three miles further before I'm guessing you ask Fern which way to go. Fern, what do you get? Um, can I pick which one? Animal handling or survival or nature? Yeah. Oof, I only got an eight total. Damn, you guys are uh, not having a whole lot of luck here. <laughs> you guys uh, suck. <laughs> you guys made the rest of the seven miles, so you guys have made it ten miles, and it's been four hours. <laughs> We're doing great. Um, so let's get the next ten. I think uh, it's been a minute since Giyus helped us out. What you got? Again, you can choose from nature, survival, or animal handling. I'll do uh, nature. I'll use one of my rerolls. <laughs> <laughs> got an 18 all right finally. okay finally. so you guys make the God last damn. 10 miles and you guys can see a bit of a clearing up ahead and you figure that this has got to be where this loggers camp is at because assumedly there's the camp and they just keep clearing out trees from around it Giyu guided you the rest of the way through the forest by saying no that's definitely too small to be a place where tracks can go, and they couldn't have gone too far. As you guys get to the clearing, um, a wild boar stands in the way of the trail. He Shit. looks very suspicious. He's got kind of a glare on his eyes. Imagine Pumbaa when he's glaring at some of the hyenas in Lion King. Yeah. Just like super suspicious of you guys, and he's just standing straight in the middle of Does the he way. Look Incredibly the, regal. Majestic. There is a night, nice wind fog kind of blowing. There's a, a fog that's kind of moving progressively, and it is blowing his mane to the right. And behind him, you can kind of see the the morning sun just as it's coming over the mountain. Now that it's eleven, the sun is starting to rise up, and it creates a glowing aspect behind this thing. So you get kind of a nice silhouette, but you can still see him in front of the fog. He is Tiny super suspicious, eyes. and he's taking a majority of the the path up he's just to the right of the path so you guys can either move around him or whatever can i use my uh, animal handling to approach him gently absolutely so you get off the the side of the cart and you kind of walk up to it you tell your your friends to kind of hold back um and you walk up to the boar and it stands proudly the whole time it does not fear you as you walk up it seems to be standing almost defiantly to your advance. What do you do as you walk up to this thing? Hold out a hand, just talk to it sweetly. Yeah, I just run up um, and kick it. 
I don't think I talk to it sweetly, just like respectfully. Give it an owl and kick it. <laughs> we really want to kick this fucking thing. I really, you really want to kick it. I don't know why. Uh, so you walk up to it. Yeah, and I try to offer it like a snack, like a little mushroom snack. Nice. And... Okay. Ooh, they love truffles, so and truffles are they mushrooms. Love, they love their yes. mushrooms. You walk up with your hand open. As you get closer, it kind of bows its head to you before lifting itself up and walking a few feet closer to you. And as you outstretch your palm with the mushroom, it gently nibbles it up before looking at you deeply in the eyes and walking off the path. It allows you to keep going forward before doing anything else. It just accepts your gift and just steps off to the path. You keep trudging forward. The, the boar just kind of is off the path now. It's still standing there as the rest of you guys take your carriage across its path. And you guys come across the loggers camp. The logging camp spreads along the south shore of the river. There's a dozen tents arranged on the sandy beach. Near a dock stands a cabin stacked under a awning. Older cabins close by have been torn down to leave only stone chimneys and foundation. A grim silence hangs over the camp, and you see no one around. What do you guys do? Okay. Guys, are we trying to be sneaky right now? Ideally. Okay. Well, you guys walk up, and there's nobody around. You guys seem to be going quietly. Is Mudboy going to give the team a boost to their stealth? Yeah, we'll do it. Yes. Pass Without Trace is active, so everybody stay in a group and go slow. And have some mud. I say as I fling my arms wildly and hit everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Mudboy says, all right, guys, be quiet. And he pulls up his arm and there's like a globule of mud. And he just sprays it across the, the bunch of you. And yep. you guys are slapped with mud and he just says, rub it in. <laughs> you guys are like, oh, I'm not happy about putting your bodily mud on my body. But okay. <laughs> And they, they rub it in, and most of them are covered completely. And you guys are able to move in, kind of crouching down. Do you guys aim for a specific spot? The place where there are these white boxes, that is a building that is fully standing and looks relatively new. It's been oiled and greased so that the wood will last longer. But you can tell that the grease is still kind of leaking out of the wood, so it's fresh. Where do you guys head to? Uh, I want to check out that building personally. Good idea. Let's go. Okay. So you guys make your way there. Again, keeping stealth pretty solidly through. You guys walk in and you see it's divided into two rooms. There's this larger room that you walk into and it's cluttered with logging equipment. There is those pincers that you see people rotating logs with. There's large saws. There's small saws. There's also a machine that looks like it kind of grinds up the bits left over from chopping a tree down. You also <laughs> see some harnesses for climbing trees and so on. As you guys enter the room, something bursts up from the floor. So you guys see a giant, almost leaf lady-like monster. It is like a praying mantis, but uh, it is man-sized. So as you walk in, it pops up and it acid sprays the bunch of you. Oh, God. So oh, no. Mudboy's in the front. 
Yeah. Ryu is probably in the back, not in the front. But yeah, definitely in the back. Cad Warren is probably in the front also. And then Starkey, Pippins, Fern, and Kiyu are probably in the back. So he blasts through the door, slapping Cad Warden, Fern, and Kiyu. You guys have to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh boy. Not great at that, Chief. Four. Okay, fail. Fern, you will need to make a dexterity 18? saving throw. Okay. You passes. Yeah, I had uh, six. Okay. So this thing pops up, realizes that there's a couple of you all in a row, and it blasts a large spray of acid towards the three of you. And Cad Warden gets the most of it, taking 10 damage. Ooh. And then it just splashes just over him and gets Fern for eight damage. And then it continues past, but by this time, Giyu has seen it and backs up just far enough that he's not afflicted by this spray of acid. To be honest, worked really well. And so that is its turn. I am going to have you all roll initiative now. 17. So 17 for Fern. 11. I rolled a 17. Do we get to add our initiative to that? Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. Plus three. I rolled 20. Oh, shit. Four. We are missing a Giyu, and I think that's it. I got a 19. We got what a terrifying insectoid. And then the monster. He did not do good. He got that surprise round on you guys. You know? Yeah, true that. So it's technically, you know, it's going to take him another six seconds to respond. I think that's reasonable. Um, okay, so Snarky, my boy, you are just outside the door. You haven't necessarily entered. Um, you have some movement and an attack option. There is a giant bug monster inside that you haven't necessarily seen, but you saw acid get sprayed outside this door. Fuck. Do I have enough travel to get inside and attack? Yes. Oh, I'm green. That's right. Sweet. I think you can do bonus action, magic stone, full action throw. Yes. So I can prepare the magic stone and throw them. Yes, the magic stone cantrip costs a bonus action, and then you or someone else can throw them as an action. Yeah, whenever. and I've already told you you can throw all three because, to be honest, it's just it's kind of fucked to make you roll each time per turn because it's such the magic a stone cantrip is a dumb cantrip the way it's yeah. built, and I yeah, think so... you've made it overpowered. I don't give a fuck though. But each time you've thrown <laughs> it, it's been like one full attack. You know what I mean? So, either way, throw all three of them. Use your bonus action to make them. Throw all three of your magic stone. Let's see what you got. Hot damn. Wait. Is this right? I rolled an 18 plus three. All right. So, that's a 21 to hit. That one definitely hits. Yeah. Uh, roll, roll the other two well, just um, to see well, how many hit. Do, do, do. We 19. could do. That hits. And, oh, uh, eight. Okay. So, that one doesn't hit. So, you got two out of the, what, 6d6 or something like that? Sweet. Uh, first roll on damage is two. Second roll, seven. And yes. your dexterity modifier is what? Oh, crap. Plus three. Okay, so that's For six more hits. damage than yeah. the rolls. So, six, yeah. Uh, so you got 15, 15 damage on this fucker altogether. So right. you run into the room. You pull out some stones out of your side pocket. You chant into them and breathe onto them, and they start glowing. What color would you like your magic to be? Amber. Amber. Okay, so you breathe onto <laughs> them, and they... Oh, that's... I love your 311 <laughs> reference. So you breathe onto them, and they turn this gorgeous amber color, and you reel them back, and you just 
throw all three of them at this beast in front of you. One hits it in the shoulder, one hits it in the sternum, and then one just flies past its what would be a hip. Uh, but it's really the third little bubble of like an ant. I don't remember. Yeah, what do you Tho- call the Tho- parts of thorax? it? Thorax? Thorax. Thorax. So between uh, abdomen yeah, and so, thorax. Yeah, you just slightly miss in between those two, but you slap this thing with 15 damage. Next is Giyu. <coughs> All right. You're just well, outside the door. Oh, you avoid some acid, and you just saw your friend run in. Uh, You know, I'll, I guess I'll just Eldritch Blast it. Just like the go-to thing All right. here. Do it. Yeah, no, that's definitely your business. Uh, are you sending yourself in, or are you sending your Karibo in to do this? I'm sending my Karibo in to do this. Okay, so we'll just say your Karibo runs into the room, gets into a spot between Snarky Pippins, Cad Warden, and... Actually, you can get on the other side and then get advantage because you'll be flanking. Uh, that would be better. So you fly your Karibo onto the other side of this beast by swooping up above its thorax and its abdomen, and uh, you get to the other side. Give me an attack with your Eldritch Blast. With advantage. Yes, yeah, with advantage. And that's going to be a 20 to hit. Hell yeah. What you got for damage? Five damage. Well, hey, that's better than nothing. So yeah, you, you send your Karibo in, and as he gets to the other side, he just turns towards the enemy, and again, he squeezes himself, and as he opens his arms, a blast comes out. What color is your magic? Purple. Purple. A purple beam comes blasting out of Karibo, and just slams this thing from the back, hitting in between its shoulder blade. It is now Fern's turn. Fern, what you got for me? I am hoping to move and get closer enter the building okay and can i then also activate symbiotic entity that's your action yes you can do both um it will limit you to a bonus action for the rest of your turn if you choose to transform does that mean i won't be able to use halo of spores no it will act when you run up to it with the halo of spore i roll a deck saving throw or a constitution con save yeah, yeah, it fails. It got a roll of two, and its con is plus one, so it got a total of three. It's definitely taking this damage. Roll your Halo of Spores, which I believe is 2d6 since you're in the Spores thing. It's 2d4 since you transformed. Okay. Whenever you're in the Spore form, you get double. Three total. So yeah, you run in there and hulk into your mushroom shape, your large red mushroom kind of taking over a majority of your your form, giving you a bit of armor. You slap your cap, and a bunch of spores come out. What color is your magic? What color are your spores? Neon green. So you slap it, and below the brim of your hat, a bunch of green spores come out, and they wrap around the face of this monster. And it begins coughing and choking and scratching at its own face, trying to get these away. If I activate my halo of spores inside, does it affect my teammates negatively? I was wondering that myself as I said it. Up until level 10, it only damages something if you use your reaction to make them take damage. At level 10, you can do a thing where you throw your cloud of spores away from you, like 30 feet, 60 feet, something like that, and then it'll damage everything in that vicinity. Even and out friend or foe. Uh, but right now, it only damages something if you choose to use your Perfect. reaction. Okay. It is now Cad Warden's turn. 
All right. I am going to once again mark the big bug. Bunch of uh, stray gravel and stones that we tracked inside uh, begins to encircle the bug in a uh, orbital motion as I use my bonus action to cast Hex. Each one of these stray stones will coalesce and pulse, slamming into the bug all at the same time as I cast Arch Blast. Hell yeah. 23. Yeah, 23 hits. 15 points of damage, and I'm going to move it all the way back away from us uh, in this room. Damn, Uh, okay. The Karibo is no longer in an advantage spot. But now we can run away and reposition ourselves if we want to get out of the fucking way. Cough, cough, snarky pippins. Yeah. It is now Mudboy's turn. Okay. So I have my longsword out, and I advance to right directly in front of him, and I grapple the fucker. Okay. Motherfucker. Unless he's like, is he is he huge? I'm going to give you large? a... No, never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. How big is he? He's a large creature. Okay, so I can grapple him. You weren't going to give me advantage after all? I'm going to give you advantage on the next one. My next attempt? Yeah. Oh. Because, like, whether or not you succeed here, you'll have knowledge of how best to grapple it. So I think next time you'll get advantage on it. Watch him fail now, anyway. I got an 18. That grapples the shit out of this boy. Let me look up an image of a of this thing, and I'll put it into useful images. Exciting. I'm envisioning it like a headlock, but... So that is what you're facing. I want to say I'm holding on to one of those big mandibles. Yeah, you're, and you're headlocking And I've my him? body such that he can't quite get me with his big-ass claws. Okay. He's got these mantis claws, and you swoop up behind him, sliding around his torso grabbing just at the the bend of his claws and you bring them across his shoulders to close in on his mandibles and his claws. You've got him in more or less a chokehold headlock with his own pincers. It is now his turn. He is going to try and bite at you. Yeah. He got a nat one. So you've got his mandibles pretty well locked up with his own forearms, and he can't yeah. turn his head enough to bite at you. But he turns his head and tries to spray with his acid again. He is going to try and hit Snarky Pippins and shoot through the door again to hit Giyu. Snarky oh and Giyu, give me a deck save. I got 13. All right, meets it beats, so you are able to deftly dodge out of the way as this acid spray comes at you. Oh, boy. You oh can boy. use inspiration to re-roll outright. Yeah, okay, for sure. One of those. Uh, I'll use another. <laughs> okay, that's a 16. All right, cool. So you are also able to dodge out of the way as this onkhead spits venom out from in between its grasp. It shoots just between Snarky and the door and comes shooting out the door and Giyu sees Snarky dodge out of the way to the left. So he dodges to the right and is able to also be missed by this spray of acid. That is his turn. It is now Snarky's turn. He is being grappled, so you have advantage on all attacks to him. Some attacks would also harm Mudboy? No. No? no he, he's behind him. Unless you roll a nat one. Uh, I'm not going to have you hurt, mud boy. If you roll a natural one, then you may miss the enemy and hit your buddy. I see. 
I want to do Moonbeam. There we go. A dex or a con save is what Con save. Okay, so I got a total of seven. I'm guessing that fails. It's 11, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he fails with a nine. Uh, how much damage does he take? Nine damage. Nine damage. Okay, let me do some math here. Does it make him dead? Yeah, oh, it does. He, un- he got unloved. So, dodging out of this acid spray, you barrel roll oh, to the left, and you slam your hands together, and you slide the palms away from each other. And you aim the spray in between your hands at this thing, and as you do, a glowing light comes down and blasts this thing. It gets enveloped by the moonbeam, and Mudboy pulls back a little bit and slides down as this moonbeam is summoned. This bug crawling, rasping at the person who's summoning this gets melted, and you see nothing but a pile of goop and hard chitinous shell in front of you. This onkeg is destroyed. Nice blast, dude. Whoa. I'll look uh, around the room. Yeah, so you guys make your way forward, and you guys see that there is a a door just in front of you. There's a fireplace, and like I said, tons of logging equipment. You can hear some rumbling about just on the other side of this door. What do you guys do? I'm going to advance to the door, and I'm going to motion everybody to get ready, like hold their actions. Okay. And I'm going to swing uh, that door open. How about we just knock on I'm gonna... No, I'm going to surprise him. And if you if they're enemies, we'll unleash against them. If they're not... If they're intelligent, they will answer the door. Yeah, but if they're unintelligent and we knock, then we are alerting them to our presence. Also, just, I'm going to move my orbital hacks onto so myself. So they know there's sound in this room. Yeah, you guys just got done fighting in here. There's tons of noise that would have explained you guys being here, but if if you guys want to ready actions to bust in this door and do it, that's totally chill. And if Giyu, if you want to walk up and just knock it, you have the player freedom to just be like, I don't know, guys, I think we should just knock it and just do it. I say no, and I swing the door open really wide really fast. All right. Before we figure out what's on the other side of the door, does anybody want to say what they have as a prepared action? Uh, if it's another uh, onkeg, I'm going to hold Eldritch Blast. Anybody else? Yeah, I want to wield my longsword because I'm prepared to make a melee attack uh, because I get okay. additional necrotic damage because I still have symbiotic entity on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh. Okay, cool. So Mudboy kicks open the door. As he slams his foot into the door, he feels some resistance. So he backs up a little bit and he slams further. And you hey, hear Dallas. A, ah! you hear something slam across the ground and then a little small scatter as the door gets kind of pushed back in. You can hear like a slight thump as something jumps back on whatever is barricading the door. Okay. So I didn't get in. You did not get in. None of your hold actions are active, but you still have them held if something does happen. What do you guys do? Because obviously something is on the other side of the door, barricading it. Mr. Dwarf, come lend your shoulder. Do this together. I think Giyu already wants to talk to them. Giyu, why don't you roll me persuasion or... Actually, give me an insight first to see if you guys... Recognize. Give me a group insight. Everybody roll insight right meow. I got 19. 17. 14. I got a 5. 7. Divided by... 
There's five of you. Okay. So um, you guys are all able to tell that there is something on the other side of this that is scared and was standing on whatever barricade was blocking the door and that they've scampered back up there after pushing the other like three feet that you opened the door. You didn't see anything in between the crack, but you can definitely tell Mudboy slammed this door open partially. You heard a screeching of wood against a wood floor. And then you heard somebody <laughs> falling, getting up, pushing that wood thing back against the door, and then jumping on top of said thing. So you guys know there's somebody in there. If the I... thing that killed your men was this uh, bug in here, we got that taken care of. Did you get them all? Uh, well, there we got not one just big one, one that was in this building. Oh, there's there's more. Oh boy, I'm I'm not coming out of here until they're gone. They're not coming in here. Yeah, I. Nope, 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 nope. Was can't you tell us where they were when you saw them in the camp? In the camp, oh, I didn't see any. Are they in the tents? They killed some people while they were in their tents. You think they're in there eating? I, that would make sense to me. Uh huh. Wait, maybe you can come help us get your friends' bodies back. Oh hell no. No. By the way, I'm come sure on. you already know this. I'm the town master's brother. Uh, I am not coming out of here until you tell me that you've killed all of them. I like how both of them, they don't have corporeal bodies. They're just voices behind doors, like old yeah. cartoons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't look behind the curtain. Or like video uh, games, and they didn't want to animate like a new rig, so they're just like, here's a moving door that bounces with their voice. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. Animators uh, are on strike. Yeah. <laughs> So he tells you that he's definitely not coming out of here. Giyu, why don't you give me a persuasion roll and I will take a assistance from Mudboy because he's saying just come out and help us. So you'll have advantage. Give me a persuasion roll to get this guy to come out and help you. 16. With advantage? Okay, so he says that he's not coming out still, but that if you get them gone, he'll give you more gold. Okay, so we got one. Yeah. Do you know of how many others? I think there's at least three out there. There was, I saw three of them, and then there was one chasing me. If you guys said you killed one, I think that puts it at three. I don't know. If you can kill at least three, I'll, I'll come out. Well, hey, we got this entire area secure, so you could come out here if you would like, but we'll take care of the rest of the camp. Okay, as long as you guys will help me barricade the front door. We could use this as basically just like a place to file them in and attack them from the inside if we need to be our last. I don't like the idea of you bringing me enemies. To, I I I am scared shitless. I don't want you to bring them here. I'm saying barricade this like door this and we have a tactical advantage. Well, you. then I'll just stay in here and uh, yeah, he just... be quiet too. All right. I was real quiet until you guys slammed into the door, but. Uh, just don't slam into the door again. He just sits quietly on what you can assume is the thing blocking the door on the other side. He's just chilling. What are you guys doing? Oh, guys, let's go fucking wreck havoc. All right, you guys walk outside the door and you see logs to the left. You can see there's a bit of a pier with some logs ready to be shipped down river. There's two different campsites, but right in front of you is what looks like a destroyed old building with a single chimney. Why don't I get a perception check from 
anybody here. I vote Edward. Sure, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> A natural one. Natural yes. one. Okay, cool. So everything seems pretty normal. You guys see some. You set uh, me up for failure. I don't know what you want from me. All right. It's dark you right now. Yeah. You do burns. have. Uh, in- oh, no, you don't have any. No, I burned it all so we could avoid a plight yeah. with the rats. All right. Our passive uh, perceptions are much better than that role. Okay. Let me hear a sound off of what your passive perceptions are. Maybe we do an average passive perception. Um, I have uh, Skulker, so I should get a bonus if it's dark-ish. You guys showed up here about five or six, so I would say it's dusk. There's some shadows here, you could call it. So what did you get? Well, with a little tiny bonus, I would have uh, 15. Bonus of 15? So what else we got? I I hope I'm understanding this right, that my... Passive wisdom parentheses perception. That's the number I'm looking at. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a 13. I don't think I get to add anything to that. No, that should be straight. Um, yeah. 13. Baby. Mine's 16. Must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So that's three. Caddy, what's yours? 12. Okay. And then Giyu, what did you say yours was? 11? Oh, okay. So it's 10 plus what it's, that, so it's that is. 10 so that plus would just be 11. Wisdom. Okay, divided by... I regret by... everything. Okay, so yeah, you guys have a 13 and a half per- perception passively. I'm going to say you guys kind of spread out. One of you guys kind of walks towards the camp here. One of you guys kind of checks this old house. One of you guys walks towards the water. There's another one who got a little bit faster. So you guys are kind of spread out. Now I'm going to ask Cad Warden specifically to give me another perception roll because you're at the middle of this house based on the ones I just slapped around. Uh, would you believe twice in a row another natural one? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, so as a natural one, you, you look around this and you just see this place is an absolute shambles. You can tell why, though. You see that the stones that were the ones that stood versus the ones that crumbled, the ones that crumbled were not placed correctly. This place was built quickly and not efficiently. We're going to say, Snarky, why don't you give me a perception check? Oh, sick. Rolled a 17 plus 3 for a 20. All right. You make your way to the barge where there's a bunch of wooden posts, and you can see that they've been meticulously placed, except for a couple that looked like they've kind of gone awry. Like, Mm -hmm. there was somebody in the midst of making this next bundle to ship down the river. They were interrupted. You you hmm. can tell that this was kind of a hasty walk away. Uh, okay. So you can tell that there was obviously some commotion that happened pretty quick into the camp. And you make your way back to the place where Cad Warren's at, just kind of in the center well, of all of this. Quick uh, question, like, is it... Yeah. The, like the partial log barge, was it like tied up and secured or did they literally run away and let all of their hard work just float down the river? It's the secondary option. You can see that there is one that is tightly secured and it oh. is like tied against the pier here. Yep. And then you can see another one that has like a couple that are tied still to the barge, but like a couple that have slipped out of the netting and are kind of resting against the shore further down the stream. Hmm. Um, okay. So they definitely like ran away before finishing this. There's also some logs kind of on the edge that you can tell were supposed to be rolled into this next load. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're also just kind of sitting there off to the side. Once close to the bank kind of slipped into it just slightly. 
and you make your way back to the center of this little village where you guys are all supposed to meet where Cad Warden is waiting, and we'll consider that your role. I believe yes. Mudboy is back now. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I was saying that you were moving towards this northwest oh. corner, and I mm-hmm. wanted you to roll a perception for this mm. little spot. 17. Okay. So you, you walk into this little camp, and you can see that none of these spots are perturbed. You can see that these are a little bit fancier than the tents you see off to your right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't see any disturbed dirt here like the the onkhead in the room kind of busted through the wood and put up a bunch of dirt and wood. You don't see any upturned dirt here. So you're feeling pretty positive that there's nobody here. Would you like to check the um, actual ruins themselves, like all of the camp sites? I'll look in a couple tents nearest me. Okay. So as you look, you'll see a couple of bedrolls, one, one or two each of these tents, and like a mess kit. So there's kind of like a small kitchen in there. You can see that some of these pieces are actually dissolved by some acid, and you see a small bit of upturned stone in the midst of one of these tents. There's definitely some strange footmarks. So you can you can suggest that these people were actually dragged from their tents somewhere else. And why don't you give me an investigation check? That's a, an eight. Okay, so just as much as you can tell that they were in their tents and were were taken somewhere else, you don't know necessarily where they were taken. You see some blood, so you assume they were injured, but you don't know much more than they were snatched out of their tents directly they didn't they weren't outside hanging out when this happened it was probably in the midst of the night when this attack happened as you figure that out you kind of make your way back to where cad warden is in the middle of the hut city hut city bitch that's the name of this town sadly also which <laughs> is indeed sad as you and Fern walk up from either side to this tent, why don't both of you give me a perception check? Okay, I got 21 total. Hell yeah. Okay. What about Giyu? What you got for a perception roll? A four. Okay. So as you and Giyu walk up here, Giyu's taking kind of the side path so that if there's an enemy, you guys can kind of flank it. He walks up to his side and he sees some some dirt, but it doesn't seem too ruffled for his attention. He sees all the tents, a small fire still kind of smoldering. He thinks maybe if you guys had shown up a couple of days sooner, this this infestation wouldn't have attacked. But aside from that, Giyu doesn't get much. But Fern, as you walk up you see a pile of upturned dirt and you see a clear sign that something has recently dug in this one spot you prepare your sword your hand is on your sword you walk a little bit closer in preparation and you see as soon as you get within 10 feet this thing pops up it is an onked what do you do You've got what is technically a surprise round, so you can free action yell, move, attack, and bonus action. What are you doing? Well, 
He's within 10 feet of me, so right off the bat, I want to react with Halo of Spores. How long does your Halo of Spores last? 10 no. minutes, or until no. I lose my hit Rules. points. You're lame. Make it longer. Yeah, so it, or until you lose your hit points. So one of those will happen first, but I was going to say it's only been five minutes. So you would still have your Halo of Spores up. So as soon as this thing pops up, it takes damage. What is that damage? Oh, no, I think I have to roll a con save. You do. That is only a four. That does not pass. So what is the damage? Four total. All right. So this thing pops up and immediately your spores go towards the closest enemy. And they just wrap around this thing. And again, it it backs up a little bit. It coughs and it swipes at its own face, trying to wipe away this smog. And it coughs up a little bit of black ichor this time. You still have a move, and you can yell for your friends. I, I think I'm going to slash him with my longsword, because I have additional necrotic damage. Do it. And I've already had yeah, my hand on it. For sure. So 11 to hit? Yeah, that does hit. So go ahead okay. and slap me with that damage. Actually, I, I should say that that wouldn't normally hit. But he's so distracted by this cloud of spores that you're able to stab him from the side. Because that is below his AC, but it is, like, I would say disadvantage, which would be minus five no matter what. So that would would take him down. Or it would be a plus five for you. So you would have gotten a 16, and his was only a 14, so. Okay. Well, for my damage, I got 11. Hell yeah. So this thing pops up, you slam some of your your spores around it before pulling out your sword, covering it with some of the same spores and jabbing it into its side. And it is taking some damage, swiping at its own face, and it is phased. I am just, again, I'm just going to throw this out there. Do you want to tell your friends that you're fighting this thing, or are you just going to fight it by yourself? I didn't know if I had to choose between that and the sword, so I chose the sword. But if I can do that in addition, yes, I would be like, hey, guys, going to get some help mm-hmm. over here. This guy's yeah. right up in front of me. Yeah, absolutely. Run away. Yeah, so I will here, give here. you guys a not a full like turn, but I will give you guys your sprinting movement to her in the same action. So... I will give you guys your like full speed towards this enemy just right off the bat. And so I guess I'm guessing 30 on each person. Uh, it might be 35. I mean, a lot of these people can just Eldritch Blast yeah, the I'm guy from where they're at. <laughs> okay. All the way I was just saying, you guys can definitely like give you if you want to send your little person, that's mm-hmm. fine. I love the free dash myself. I could archery the fuck out of the dude, but I want to get up there with this druid there. She just did so she good like that it was just like you guys fine, got, but... yeah, but you guys were like, oh, fuck. You guys were just chilling, talking <gasps> about the things you guys saw before she's like, hey, guys, there's some shit going on <laughs> and uh, running up. So if Cad Warden wants to stay back, that's chill. I just moved people, their general movement. You, I'm going to put you here and you okay. can move your thing away, but you're not within range. So why don't I have everybody roll initiative now? 16. Okay. Oh, crap. I rolled a 3. What's your initiative? Plus 2? Well, I I rolled a 1 and I plus 2. Oh, Oh, okay. I have 6 total. Damn. We fuck. (laughs) It also makes sense that she's got that because she already attacked. Yeah, I was thinking Hmm. the same thing. Can I get one from 
Giyu, I got a fine caddy. Uh, did not want to talk about this. Two. Ooh. I've been doing great today. My rolls have been impeccable. Look at these. Solid. Consistency is a sought after attribute. <laughs> I've I've rolled two ones in a roll and then a two. I don't. I'll, I'll be honest. This thing also. <laughs> this one rolled in that one as well. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Okay. What kind of world are we in? Uh, bad one. Uh, uh, true, true, true. <laughs> All right. So right off the bat, we got Mud Boy. Am I 35, 30, 30 feet away from it? Yes. Okay, I'm going to run up and swing my sword at it. Can I get to his flanking with Fern? Or uh, No, not currently. Okay. That would be like right. 45 feet. Well, and here we go. One swipe at you. 13. Uh, that does not hit. Damn. Nothing? Okay. Nothing else. No. So Mud Boy, hearing Fern's calls, runs and double dashes before pulling out his sword and tries to slash at this thing, and he just misses in between its arms and its mandibles. It is now Fern's turn at a six. Well, I think I would still have my sword out, so I'm just going to slash with my sword again. Okay. Uh, you could move to the other side of this thing and then get advantage i'll do that okay so you move in between this thing and a tent and you're able to distract it from being the other side after it misses mud boy's attack what is yours you get advantage oh i got a 20 natural um yeah i got a natural 20 and then hell yeah plus six to hit so 26 damn all right so you run around this thing and you Stab it in its back, in the abdomen area, which is a really wide part. It's almost like a mantis strip in the fact that it it gets wider at the abdomen. And you stab it right in between the shoulder blade. And it tries to pinch at the blade. And what it does is it brings its claw down and stabs it further into itself. What is your double damage plus your attack? So you add two, two times your... Damage dice. doesn't she just calculate the total damage and then double it? Yes, That's but not I her pluses. The... Oh, well, I was doubling my pluses. No, yeah, no, you get double the attack dice. Can I make a suggestion before we do it? Yeah, what's up? There's yeah. a way to do critical damage that I really, really like. You get one max damage die added to your regular roll. Hmm. So you roll regular, and then good. you add, if your weapon is a d6, then you add 6 damage. If I like that. If your weapon that. is a d12, then you add 12 I think we can damage. do that. If Why don't you... It's like uh, the system uh, heavily punishes rogues for no particular reason. Um, okay. Well, we don't have any rogues, so it doesn't yeah. matter. That's I a very good should, point. <laughs> I, think, I think you should add it. I think you should add it into home rules. I think it's it's a solid thing. And maybe if we get a rogue in here, we can customize it more. But I I like that rather than having to deal with rolling X, Y, and Z. If you roll a one and a two, or if there's too many ways that it can just be awful critical damage, even though you got a crit. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I like that. that. I, I completely like that. So I yeah. got 23. Damn. So you are able to, again, with sliding off to the side of this thing and stabbing it into its back, it stabs itself trying to deal with this stab that it took, and it claws at its own back for a second, trying to like put pressure onto it. 
and it just drops down to one knee and it is clawing at its back. It is so close to death, but it turns to you and it does a bite at you. Okay. Well, I've got extra temp HP, so I'm not too worried about Ooh, it. Ooh, it actually did something. Yay. Uh, 18 plus 5 is 23. Does that hit you? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so it bites you. You take 13 damage, uh, 10 slashing and 3 acid in case you're immune to acid. And mm -hmm. it has you grappled. As it turns towards you, it... It's reeling over this pain and it just grabs you with one of its praying mantis claws and pulls you closer to it. You yeah. are now wrapped in it and you are grappled. So I'm yelling will, for help. <laughs> yes. But you this thing is not looking good. You can tell that this thing is grasping you as kind of like a a hostage situation. And it is turning you towards your own friend Mudboy. But it is now Giyu's turn. Uh, I'll shoot this thing with an Eldritch Blast. Just myself. Hell yeah. And that's a nat 20. There we go. All right, so we just figured out all of this extra stuff. So roll your regular damage and then give me a plus full damage for one of your, whatever dice you roll. Uh, 16 damage. Cool. All right, so this beast pulls Fern into its grasp and you see an opportunity. You having run up pull your hands together and i think you said yours was purple magic yeah, so like you, dark you magician pull blast. your hands apart and you slap the wrists together with your fingers out sprawled and you blast this thing with a ray of purple damage and it drops it completely you hit it in its shoulder and it eviscerates the shoulder blade itself and its claw drops down to the ground as it falls its own claw decapitates it. Okay. And it is no more. Uh, good good job on that, guys. Yeet. Knowing that there is more Onkheads and seeing that the other camp was untouched, but Fern having noticed that there were, at least this point, if not more points that seemed like unearthed places, you guys decide to take a further check into this one camp zone does anybody want to do anything specifically i just want to verify that by now um my symbiotic entity would be uh, no longer right yes so yeah you guys search in here let's get a group investigation check i rolled a 14 three <sighs> three yes okay i rolled a one natural oh yeah okay I rolled an eight. Okay, and then Giyu? 17. All right, that brings up the average. So as you guys are walking around uh, investigating the tents, you find more tents with small cots inside. As I said, the fire is still smoldering. But as you guys walk in, you guys hear a rumble beneath your feet. And something pops up right near the campfire. And as it does, it screeches into the sky. And you guys can feel this screech beneath your feet. And it summons another one. It is just outside of the camp. All right. I'm just going to keep the same initiative as last time. Just so we don't all... Unless everybody would like to re-roll for initiative. I don't carry the way. 
All right, let's get a reroll. Uh, 10. I rolled a 13 plus 3, 16. 16, okay. Fuck yeah. I got an 18. 12. So it is Giyu's turn first. There is a large beastie on either side of you. You've got friends all around the one to the south of you, and there is nobody near the one to the north of you. There is one more on keg than I want there to be, so I'm casting. It looks like magical hats come down and swap around. I love that. All right. Uh, and is that all you can do? You don't want to try and move or anything? Because you're not within range of either um, of them, so you could move without taking opportunity. I'll move towards the group. Okay. Get yourself kind of around some buddies. So there's even more of you around all these right. people. Snarky, it would be your turn. Do I still have the magic stone cantrip ready? All you stone. need is to use your bonus action and it's back again. Oh, so it's kind of irrelevant. There's no limit. You can use it all day forever over and over again nice. yeah it, yeah, does, it also about... doesn't say that you have any amount of time so we can just say you already have it and you could even pull up three more magic stones for the next turn anyway snarky my boy what did you say you got uh so it was 25 6 yeah. and 19 okay so you got two out of three of these hits and are you aiming for the one in the middle of you guys or the one off to the side who's closer i guess it doesn't uh, matter no, it doesn't. Um, you can aim up to 60 feet or something. All right, uh, yeah, the one in the middle. Okay. okay. So, yeah, you uh, reel back. You've got these magic stones just already prepared in your jacket pocket. You pull them out and you throw them back. And you hit one square in the back of the head. And the other one, it hits kind of its hip. And one just kind of flies off just above its head. Uh, what is the damage for the crit? So, again, we've decided that... It's you roll regularly, and then whatever dice you rolled, you put a plus that max damage. All right, so that's a six and ten. No, excuse me, uh, excuse me, six and eight. You did 14 mm -hmm. damage? Yeah. Okay, cool. So this one's taking a fair amount of damage, and as you do that, it kind of falters forward as you hit it in the back of the head. It stumbles a bit. Um, I think that is the rest of your turn. Caddy, what you got? I'm going to get out of this uh, area, and I'm going to look at the big ol' Ankeg right in front of me. And I still have the orbital stone surrounding me, uh, because I just cast Hex on myself so I wouldn't lose concentration. So I'm going to use my bonus action to throw it back onto this uh, little goob. Nice. And then I will kick up some dirt and loose rock, and I'm going to send it hurling towards the Ankeg, and that is going to be a dirty 20. All right. Ankeg takes 20 points of damage. So you summon your orbital thing, and you slide it through the air around this Ankeg, and as the four boulders come crashing down onto this thing, they go one, two, three, and the fourth one comes slamming down onto this thing, and it just gets smushed like a like a spider with a newspaper. It is just splattered across the ground here. Bits of chitin and raw meat just comes out of this thing. And it is Squished Boy. Squished Boy? Hell yeah, then that and is my turn. So it is now Fern's turn. And uh, this Ankeg that was in front of you is completely obliterated by your friend Cad Warden. There's one about 40, 50 feet away from you. 
And what would mm -hmm. you like to do? You can cast a spell. You can move forward. I want to move more towards its flank. You know, like, I know I can't make it very far, but I want to move as far towards that I think direction you can, as I can. I think you can get here. Okay. Do I have line of sight past this and, tent? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Then I like to shoot with my longbow. Okay. Eight to hit. That does not hit, my dear. Um, oh, damn. Yeah, so you run off to the side having already dealt with a couple of these Onkheads, and you're a little a little traumatized. You squeeze around the body of this Onkhead, you slip a little bit as you, you keep going forward, and you get around the tent, and you can see this other Onkhead just in front of you. <clears throat> as you pull your bow back, you slip just slightly with the goop underneath your foot, and you shoot just above this thing you can tell that if you hadn't have slipped you would have hit it right in the chest but you slipped and your hit makes no contact it is now mud boy okay mud boy he runs and and i whack him with my long sword yes i do uh using my planar strike of course about a nine nine, nine to hit yeah i'm sorry sir i look there and I swing yeah. wildly and and now i look very nervous. Do you run up and you, you swing on this thing and you miss and it just rears back slightly and then growls at you and you hear this like <laughs> rattlesnake rattle that is just caused by the incisors of this. Mm -hmm. um, it is now on two turn. Uh, so he bites at the, the beast in front of him that is Mud Boy. Yikes. And um, let's see. Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh my god. Okay, so he he grabs you and bites you for a total of 23 damage. Fuck! And you are grappled within his maw mm. and his claws. And then as he does that, front two feet start digging down into the ground. It is Giyu's turn. Hmm. Doesn't actually happen because I'm covered in mud and you can't see me. Mm, yeah, all the mud turns a little bit more gray. Yeah. Well, instead of being like a reddish brown, it's now like a grayish color. I'll move forward and I'll blast it. All right. Is it possible to get on the other side to flank it? You can send your Karibo 60 feet, so you should be able to send your Karibo to the other side Put and then get off. advantage. So you, you definitely blast this thing. What's the damage for it? Uh, that's. 12 damage. All right. So, yeah, as you blast this thing, as it's burrowing, you, you hit it in the shoulder, avoiding your friend that's rasp up in one of them, and it slides back in the hole that it was starting to dig. It's moved a little oh, bit shit. away from it, so it has to start digging down again. Once you do this, it slams its head with Mud Boy into the ground, and it burrows. Yeah, you guys don't know where it's at, but it and Mud Boy are gone. They are under the earth right now. Snarky, it is your turn. Oh no. Wait, I don't think I have anything that attacks underground. Well, I have the uh, Earth Tremor spell. What we got? What we got, please? Earth Tremor would totes hit it. Yeah. Yeah, it earth says range area. It would hit me too, but do it anyway. Do it. Yeah, let's use Earth Tremor, and I have that in a spell slot three, which I believe increases Ooh, damage. Nice. Deck save or take half. But since it's underground, maybe it's 
at a disadvantage yeah. against the save or something like that. Yeah, no, I, I was thinking the same sort of thing. It did not pass that. It got a five. So what is the effects of Earth Tremor? Yeah, uh, you cause a tremor within the ground within range, and each creature other than you in the area must take a dexterity saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes uh, 1d6 bludgeoning damage and is not prone. Uh, if okay. the ground is loose or stone, it becomes difficult terrain until cleared, uh, with each five-foot diameter portion requiring at least one minute to be cleared by hand. Okay. Hot damage. Hot damn. Total 14. A two and two sixes. Damn. Ooh. Okay. So, would you like to explain Ooh. how oh, your oh. earth tremor kills this guy and leaves your buddy underground? Do I need uh, to make a save as well? Is that what's... No, he had you in his clutches. You definitely took damage. Um, you Do I take you the same only damage? took no. You only took half as much. I was going to say that, but does, doesn't yes, he get to do a dexterity saving throw? He's in the clutches of the beast, so the beast okay, so would have taken the dodge. The same. Okay. Yeah, and whatever the thing took, he would have taken at least part of it. So I'm going to say. Mud boy, you took seven points of damage, but Sorry, this thing is destroyed. But it is under earth with your friend under earth. So explain to me this this whole scene in your mind. <laughs> Alright, well, Snarky Pippins is gonna strike the ground, sinking <laughs> wrist deep or so into the earth. Violet tremor comes from all corners. You hear a death cry, whatever. Whatever the vocal cords of these creatures are like, I'm not sure, but yeah, something sounds, like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, once the earth finally ceases shaking, we can see at least a perhaps a outreached arm of our, our comrade, and we can remove him. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure if, does he uh, have means of his own to get I, out? Does... He does not. So you uh, do see like a, a bit of a foot hmm. outside the dirt. Upside down and, in the dirt. And you guys um, run over there. Somebody Dallas. give me a athletics check Dallas. to dig him out. No. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> There's a feature on Genasi, Earth Genasi. It's Earthwalk. And oh. this probably doesn't apply, but perhaps no, it sounds it does. pretty accurate. You can move across difficult terrain made of earth or stone without expending extra movement. Okay, so yeah, hmm. I love that. So this thing gets killed. You having a foot out, you're like, okay, I know where up is. Okay, and so you just okay. plop yourself outside of the earth, like the earth. Does my body you become out. sort of amorphous it for a minute? And then yeah, reshape. Yeah, exactly. The earth shits your mud out oh and God. you reform as a person. And you are on the ground prone, but these monsters have been defeated around <laughs> you. Right. This thing is destroyed. Wonderful. So you guys have cleared the three that he was worried about. Just throwing this out there, maybe this is a good time to collect a reward. Go collect <laughs> a claw from each of these beasties. Uh, yeah, these aren't humanoid. I don't feel bad about harvesting them. <laughs> so you guys don't really find much of value in any of these tents. You see some garbs. You can, again, see some upturned rock where you can assume that these onkeds brought them under earth and ate them like they were planning to do with this mud boy. So you guys make your way back to the house, having collected a couple of these claws, and you knock on the door again. And does anybody have a choice on who wants to talk to this boy? Yeah, I should probably try and talk to him again. Do it. Roll a persuasion check to get this guy out of here. That's a 20. Nice. Okay, so tell me what you say to get this guy out of here. We've came here to tell you that we removed all the pests from 
this camp and did as best as we could for damage control. Oh my gosh, you guys got rid There's of them? There's not a one out there. Okay. They're all dead. Oh my gosh. All right. You're like a scrape of wood against a wood floor. You hear the creak of a door as it opens. And here you see Tybor Wester, Harbin Wester's brother. And he says, oh my gosh, guys, I can't believe you got rid of them all for me. I, I was worried I was going to starve in here. Did not have that much food reserves in here. And we were all waiting for the next supply run to drop off so that we could actually have some food. We got some fish and water, but we need more than that. Well, need not worry, at least for yourself, but uh, your friends, I'm sorry. None of them survived. Why haven't you gone fishing? Uh, I've been locked in this room for the last two days. You're silly. Um, You're saying none of my workers survived? As far as we know, maybe they ran away. Ah, fuck. And uh, he starts rubbing his temple and kind of rubbing his eyebrows before saying, is, is there any way you guys could not drop off the supplies and maybe take me back to town? I obviously need to hire some new men. And maybe this place isn't the best to hang out anymore if we're going to keep dealing with these guys. I might, I might have to reset my whole location. Could could we offer him an unlimited army of were rats for lumberjacks? Uh, give me a persuasion check and tell me what you say. But yes, this, this, we're gonna quickly turn this into rat continent. Yeah, rat city bitch. Rat rat city bitch is going to be rat rat nation. Rat rat nation bitch. Persuasion roll though. Yes. Eh. Okay, came out to 17. Hey, that's pretty good. So you that's tell pretty... him, <laughs> oh, uh, well, what do you say when you're explaining, like, we got rats on our side? All right, imagine oh, this. Rats. Chainsaw teeth yeah. look a lot like rat teeth. They do, they do. Okay. Okay. Rats, uh, they're Beavers good. Beavers are rodents. Yes, Beavers they're, are rodents. they're related, Beavers are they're rodents. related to nature's lumberjack, the beaver. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. As far as I understand, they don't need sleep. They're energized by a full moon or something. All so right. the more trees they cut down, the more moonlight, the more energy. Um, don't don't close up shop just yet. We could we could organize something here. Oh, you know, that's, that's all I got. You have to limit your operations during the daytime. You can do it at night as well. They can do both, night and day. Yeah, think about how dangerous falling trees were in the night. It's not a concern now. All right. I love I how like we're this. investing like in the rats. Yeah, Listen, the you rats guys are, are profitable po- prospects. Right <laughs> now, you have given the rats three places. <laughs> this is going to be a problem later. <laughs> what I think is going to happen is that uh, basically dwarven workers' unions are going to conglomerate and start blaming the rats for taking all their jobs. It's a, it's a rat conspiracy. <laughs> and during these 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 union strikes and everything like that, they're going to realize that the reason why nobody was doing this job is because they didn't want to do the jobs, and that's why the rats keep picking up all the jobs. In yep. between. Yeah. No, you're totally right. So you guys convince him to stay put with the ration, and he says, "All right, if you guys can get me some rats up here in the next couple of days, I'll be good." Here's the the piece of paper you guys need to tell my brother that you guys gave me the things. And, uh, I'll also top top it off a little bit with 
an extra bit of gold because you guys could have just dropped this stuff off and left, but you guys stayed around to clear out these folks. So, yeah, here you go. And he hands a piece of paper that he signed with his approving seal. And you guys are free to go. Hell yeah. All right. Awesome. Do we we still have a cart and horses? Yes. And you guys unload the extra bit of supplies, and now you realize that you could probably go a little bit faster on your way out. That is the loggers' camps things, guys. So you guys have completed the three quests that have been set before you. You now kind of have a side quest of going back to the Mountain Toes Gold Mine and telling the rats that there's more work for them. But we've got some traveling to do first. Which you guys know how good you are at traveling. Um, <laughs> I take it we're good at it from that it pretense. Is, it is good. It is good. You guys have done fantastic. We in should travels. be good at it. Oh, we gotten where we needed to go. So as you guys are making your way back, you guys travel a bit through here. And to be honest, I'm not gonna make you guys roll for the whole thing. I'm gonna have you guys roll one collective roll. And you guys can either choose nature, survival, or animal handling. You guys don't all have to roll the same one. Just give me whichever one you choose and your roll. I'm going to choose nature. Survival. Natural 20. Ooh, okay. So what's 21. your total? 21. I have a plus zero in all those wisdom ones. Mud boy got a 16. Okay. Fern chose uh, survival and got uh, 17 total. Okay. Snarky Pippin has rolled animal handling for an outcome of 21. Nice. Uh, I think we just got Giyu left. Yeah, that's going to be 16 for nature. Okay. Divided by 5. Nice. So you guys are sitting at like an 18 for that whole thing. And then Cad Warden got a natural 20. So you guys are able to make your way through the forest in a day and a half. You stop for rest. You guys take turns watching for things you guys again hear a dragon but you can't place it too far but it doesn't sound like it's near you guys as you make your way out of the Neverwinter wood you guys get to the tribor trail and you make your way back towards Fandolin. but as you guys get to the tribor trail fern says before we get too far i gotta call my animal she puts her fingers up to her mouth and she whistles extremely loud And this doesn't just seem like a common whistle. It seems to be kind of echoing through your head. A giant creature comes running up with a red cap. I haven't decided what kind of creature this is. It's going to be a giant creature that carries a giant mushroom that you guys can build a traveling base on top of. You know what it should be? So this is a steal from fucking Seven Deadly Sins, I'll be honest. They have a giant pig. I thought like something that burrows into ground, so it's just the little the little hut that you guys have. So I was thinking mole. Do pangolins burrow? I think I they think do. So. I like that. Pangolins are fucking tight. Uh, we right. got badgers. Any really other no suggestions? Because I'm not against something else. Like we can bring mm. this in as whatever you guys collectively agree to. Are there any mythical uh, creatures that burrow? Yeah, yeah. We, this doesn't have to be like a, a beast. This can be some sort of a creature. We can homebrew one. We can make one right now. One of the things that me and Lindsay had talked about when I was bringing this up to her 
is something that could hunt mushrooms for her, which is why I thought like a pig still works. We could also do a dog. We could just do a giant pug, something short and stout, but could dig a hole. But you said it's supposed to be a huge size? The top of it holds either equivalent to a tavern or an inn. Okay, what about a juvenile Zartaran? I'm going to look up Zartaran. I think it's Zaratan. 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 That might be it. They're basically... Oh, yeah, it's a fucking Zaratan. For sure it's a Zaratan. I'm going to copy this uh, image and share it to you guys. But it's a juvenile. All right, look at this, guys. Tell me this isn't oh, what perfect. you can... Yeah, tell me that isn't what we're talking about. Is that kind of like the Shinto creation story turtle? Yeah. But these things are like the size of titans and mountains, so this one would be like Juvenile. a little baby, a little, a little yeah. tur- turtle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you call a baby tortoise? It's called a turtwig. It's a hatchling. <laughs> it is called turtwig. Uh, <laughs> I, I just realized that this is No, wait, what's the middle evolution? Gr- grottle. Grottle. It's a grottle. Uh, you do find as as it comes up so it this giant Zaratron runs up and by runs I mean quickly shuffled and it glides its stomach across the path and you realize maybe this is what's been creating the Tribor Trail for all this time it is shuffling left and right and it's making its way to you guys and as it gets closer you realize there is a giant red mushroom on its back and there is what looks like a small hole on the top as you guys get closer you realize there's like kind of an inclined hill that you can ride your carriage up on top of to get up to this mushroom you guys ride your carriage up to the top of this thing and fern tells you that this thing can take you pretty much anywhere it's a bit conspicuous it's not very good at hiding but once you get it close enough, you guys can have it burrow underground and it'll just be this inn slash tavern that you guys have. So is it hollow on the inside? You, it has been hollowed out slightly. You can see that Fern has built some small wood platforms to, to make it easier to access, but this mushroom is generally accessible internally. Wow. And I'm just going to say it's the same rate. But now you guys can bring a, a base with you. Also, I just had the, the realization. Two of us are Dowlocks, right? Yes. What's that mean? Uh, uh, you're, you're, it's a warlock where our patron is a, is a genie mistress of the earth. Oh. So this works out for three of us, because this could be like a, we're being sponsored. Yes. Your god smiles upon you when they brought Fern into your existence. And so now... Your patron shines upon you again in giving you this glorious Zaratron with a household atop of it. So you guys have the ability to bring that to Fandolin. I wouldn't get too close, but you guys can get close enough that you could bring in some some characters into your own bar. Right now you don't have a whole lot of libations, but you could pop into Fandolin, buy them. I'm going to say you guys make it to here on the map. You guys are five miles out of Phandalin. You guys take your cart and you guys start heading into Phandalin. Let's fucking go. Okay, so you guys head into Phandalin from the Tribor Trail. 
where would you guys like to go? So you guys know that here at Townmaster Harbin is where you need to turn in the rewards. You can do anything else though. Yeah, let's go uh, take a quick shop stop to the Townmaster. Here, here. Okay. Lead the way. Give um, me the gold. So you guys have actually gotten extra bonuses from each one of these three quests. So you guys walk up to Houndmaster Harbin's hall and you knock on the door again. And he says, oh, is it the dragon? What? Yes. Is it the dragon? I am the dragon. Yes, we are dragons, all of us. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And you hear scuffling and dropping of chairs and he's scattering around on the inside. He's freaking out. Uh, he is, he's just running amok. You can hear him slamming against walls. Like you don't know why, but he is just so confused. He doesn't remember the layout of his own house right now. What do you guys do? <laughs> just let him do that for a little longer. Just let him tire himself out. He just slams against the walls. He's just running around. You know, oh my God, I don't even have a downstairs. He pulls out the, the hat of wizardry that you guys gave him and he puts it on. He has no idea how to use magic. He, he's just like, oh my God, protect me, magical hat. And he just starts chanting that for a second. So yeah, he's freaking out in there. Is that what you guys do? You just fuck with this guy? Leave it at that? I, I just want to wait until he tires himself out like a toddler, you know? You let it no, run. It's, yeah, he's, he's hidden in the corner. He's actually hiding in the closet. You guys don't know where he's hiding, obviously, because you haven't been in his house, but he is hiding in the closet. Um, hey, town master, you still in there? Yes. We chased the dragon away. You killed the dragon? Yep. Oh, he ran away. Okay, so he's still alive. Um, okay, how can I help you? And you kind of hear him scampering up to the door a little bit. Like, you can hear, like, slow shuffling. He's not running to the door. He's just like, all right. It's Tom Cruise. It is Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, that's why he's in the closet. <laughs> we dropped dungeon at the mines, and we negotiated with the rats there, and, you know, all the parties are alive and well. We saved your brother. From the logging camp, though the most of the loggers died, Saved he survived. Him. Yep. Onkegs. What happened? Onkegs, they sprouted from the ground and killed everybody except him because we saved him. Did you kill the thing summoning it? Yep. What? Summoning? The Onkegs aren't summoned, they're natural creatures. What is this about summoning? They're usually called. By what? I've heard tales of some people summoning them. I. Just, just tails. I don't know. I, I just was hoping you saved him so that they weren't gonna attack him again. Well, we killed three of them. He's also safe in a locked room with a lot of food. So, oh. unless he he makes a lot of rickety noise, we'll probably go back out there because we need to get rats there anyway and look over trying to find a summoner. We can do that, but he's safe. Uh, okay. Even if the summoner, if there is one, has not been disposed of. Okay, so uh, you got rid of them I, all. What about the Butterskull Ranch? Did you take care mm. of that? Yep, and we have a Butterskull to prove it. Oh, all right. Shove that Butterskull under this door. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> also, we ate some of it. Uh, oh, Fern, oh, Fern made us some dope you, sandwiches. You have a piece of paper? Yeah, we, we have Oh, paper. all right. Just so slide those <laughs> under the door. All right, so you guys hand all three pieces of paper and... All of them say that you guys have helped beyond what their expectations were. 
The town master pulls out some extra gold, which he's not happy about. In total, you guys get 450 gold. And Fuck. just like the last time, it's like that, that game at the arcade where he just pushes one out at a time. He's counting them. Uh, he's just pushing them out. He weighed them beforehand, so he's pretty sure what he's got, but he does occasionally ask you to tell him how many <laughs> you guys have. Um, so he, But he gives you all of your gold. We're just like, we don't know. And it's like, you weren't counting? We're like, no. And it's like, we'll count them. So we're like <laughs> yeah, out there exactly. <laughs> so you got to count them out loud in front of him. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's a bit of an ordeal. But by the time you get all of your gold, it's about 4 p.m. It's, it's midsummer, so it's not going to get dark until 9, and all the stores are still open. You guys have about five hours to kind of shop around town, talk to people, grab another set of missions. What are you guys doing? Is it sunny? Yeah. Is it not? Yeah, it's sunny. It's sunny. It's, it's pretty arid. It's not okay. too humid. I'm going to um, go stand up high somewhere. And just be really, really rigid still until I like solidify into a pillar that doesn't look like me anymore. And then I'm just going to be there. Okay. Well, I'll say you head over here to the town green, uh, which has yep. got a bit of a tower at the top of it. It's, without intruding on anybody's land, that that is the easiest place for you to get. So you stand up there and you stand still until more mud molds on top of you. I just look like a termite mound, I guess. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, yeah, you look like a giant mud wasp nest. Right. And you're just chilling there. Does anybody else want to do anything else? Taking a nap. I Certainly. want to grab some groceries or libations, as you put it, for the inn. Nice. Okay, cool. I'm going to say you head to Barthen's Provisions as you come back out towards the Tribor Trail. You walk in there, and there's some meat and some supplies. You see some extra backpacks prepared there and some, like, grappling <laughs> hooks and rope and stuff. And you ask them for their best meat. They oh. say, are you, sh are you sure you want the best meat? It's going to be a bit spendy. It's hard to get out here. We just uh, got a big bounty. We're plush you're with money. You're asleep on town green. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm going to mute uh, myself. All, all fern right now. She's the only one grabbing meat and, and veggies for the mushroom hat. You guys got to come up with a cool-ass name for that. Maybe Zartan's cap. Ooh, that's nice. We're yeah. naming the mushroom? Just just your uh, the little, is the little hut you guys have there. Too. Ooh, nightcap. Yeah, that is good. Nightcap tavern. I like that. Nightcap. Nightcap tavern. All right. I like that. So you guys are doing your own business while Fern is running to Barthens Provisions to get supplies for the nightcap tavern. The the person you meet, I'm going to name her Corin. Corin talks to you and says, are you sure you want the... The nicest meat, it's it's pretty rare out here, and it's it costs a bit. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, that'll be 20 silver. And she hands you a large slab of, like, unrefined meat. And since you have your carriage, you just have them bring it out to the carriage and slap it onto there. You can also get some libations here. The only thing she would ask is what type of libations you want. I'll just pick up some kind of beer. Um, a couple of kegs. Yeah, a couple of kegs sounds good. All right. Yeah, so she hands you a receipt, and it's got several kegs of their stronger ale. 
It is about a 12% ale. It is pretty stout and it's got a variety of fruits along with hops involved into it. And they slap those onto the carriage for you and you've got some good meat and drinks. I will have you do one more check on what kind of vegetables you want for for the thing. And if you want top tier or if you want like some medium tier. Um, I think just some medium tier vegetables uh, and a bag of flour and we're good. Cool. So that'll cost you 40 silver total, which will be... Four gold. Yeah, four gold. Thank you, sir. So Fern has gotten some food and libations ready for the end. She knows what it takes to really get this thing up and running. It's six o'clock. What would you guys like to do? Maybe you guys could go into the regular bar and try and get people to join to your new bar. <laughs> Come on, on top of the night. The nightcap is such a good word for it. I love it. Yeah, tell them to come to the night tap or nightcap. <gasps> Wait, the nightcap tap. There you oh, go. We'll take the at the end of the night. Nightcap tap. Oh, that's good. Yes. Nightcap tap room. Oh, the nightcap tap room has the supplies it needs, but it doesn't have any patrons. You guys could potentially get some patrons into the nightcap tap room. Again, none of you have taken new mischiefs. I have an idea of something I would like to do. Do it. I see that there's a Shrine of Luck, which is Timora, right? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. The just... goddess of luck and good fortune. Yeah. Just because Cad Warden is superstitious, he's going to pay a tithe to the Shrine of Luck. All right. So as you just walk try to pay up, for a blessing. As you walk up to the Shrine of Luck, you run across a zealous elf acolyte. She says, hello, my name is Sister Gariel. How uh, can I help you? Uh... Uh, hello, sister. Uh, my name is Cad Warden. I'm just uh, here to pay a tithe and hope to receive a blessing from Lady Luck. Oh, well, of course. Toss your coin into the well, and may the sister shine upon you. Cad what Warden's kind of not coin are you religious. putting in? It's a gold. Oh, you're tossing a gold coin in. All yeah. right. So give me advantage on a roll. This is just going to be a straight wall. I just want to know what your highest roll is for this Shrine of Luck. They're both 15s. Okay. So you walk up to the edge of this thing, and as you do, Sister Gariel clutches her hands together, and she prays for you. She sees you walk up there, and you toss your gold coin in. As she does, you feel a glowing sensation that you haven't felt since you were a kid. You remember this feeling from when you had a iced cream. You were just outside of the flags of six. It makes you feel warm inside. And I'm going to give you one inspiration point just right off the bat. You got Tight. nothing right now. Normally, I'm going to roll through it and give it to you next time. But you get one right now. I'll take it. Is there anything anybody else would like to do? Or are you guys going to start heading back to town? Nobody's grabbing missives? Yeah, well, I want to grab some missives. Okay, cool. Would anybody like to join Ad Warden? I will. I'm still so, out in the sun. Yeah, yeah no, I'm joining. <laughs> I'm still out in the sun. Of course. Okay, cool. So as you guys walk up, you see three quests. Uh, Axel Home quest, <laughs> Dragon Borrow quest, and the Woodland Manse quest. Okay. Yeah. Are there details of it that we can read on these quests? Um, yeah, I can read them out to you real quick. Sure. But I was... Okay. Oh, sorry. So... The Axel Home quest, it says, 
Within a mountain, 15 miles south of Fanlin, stands the ancient dwarven fortress of Axelholm, which has been sealed for years. If a dragon attack is imminent, the people of Fandolin might need to evacuate and take refuge in Axel. To that end, someone needs to open the fortress and make it safe for habitation. Once okay. you complete these tasks, return to Townmaster Wester to collect a reward of 250 gold. So basically, ask the dwarves of Axelholm. There's Sorry. no actual dwarves there. It was created by dwarves, but it has since been sealed and nobody's been in it. It says... Okay. Ancient Dwarf Fortress of Axholm, but it has been sealed so for it will be, several years. It'll if be a dragon attack is imminent, the people of Fandolin might need to evacuate and take refuge in Axholm. Does that imply that it is empty? Like all the... the yeah, no, it's, it's, it's empty. It's been sealed for years. You guys need to open it in case they need to evacuate. Okay, 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 okay. Well, shit. Uh, um, that's that. The Dragon Barrel Quest, it says, The dragon that besieges us is not the first to threaten this region. Between here and the Neverwinter lies the barrow mound of a warrior whose magical dragon-slaying sword helped fell a green dragon terrorizing the high road a century ago. Rumor has it the dragon-slayer sword is buried there. Retrieve it and let the sword be its own reward, or you can get money. Uh, definitely we want a fucking dragon slayer sword. We're going to give that to Mudboy. <laughs> um, uh, I would love a dragon slayer sword. I think you're the only one of us who, who gets up close and personal in combat. Well, no, um, Fern has been known to activate her woodland shape. Oh, yeah. Mushrooms can... and stab to willy nilly. So either one of them would be great. The last one is the Woodland Mans. The orcs have fallen under the sway of evil spellcasters in Neverwinter Wood and have been sighted in growing numbers near Falcon's Hunting Lodge. The spellcasters dwell in a ruined manse. Falcon needs someone to make a preemptive strike against it, destroying the evil in the manse. Then they expect him to reward you. So you guys have heard of the Falcon's Hunting Lodge. You guys have heard of it twice. People have told you that there's a good place in the Neverwinter Wood to find a place of respite. And you guys chose to avoid it because you thought you could make a more direct path to the loggers camp. But you guys could go there and hear more about it. Or you guys can take this and then go to him because he's the one actually asking for this mission. He's the one who put this to Townmaster Harbin. And Townmaster is like, okay, I'll put it up in my boards for people to take up. Okay. So, between these, it seems like the dragon is becoming more and more eminent. I think the best order of completion for these would be in the order that we read them. So, you guys have three quests. You also have a new tavern that you guys can bring people into. It is about 9 o'clock now. So you guys can get things made. There's a smithy, so you guys can create things. There's the woodworker. But generally speaking, you guys have gotten the missions, and you guys are heading back to the Nightcap Tavern. Okay, okay. I'm a glass blower and a jeweler and a mason. Do we want to do anything with that? Talk to the smithy. I do pottery. <laughs> I love that. I love I that. I can make a kiln, and then a kiln can be used to make all sorts of cool fucking shit. Uh, I would suggest you put that on the back of your giant Zaraton, yeah. 
We should give it a name so we don't keep pausing as our on. You can let's call, call him Nugget. Nugget? Oh my gosh, you're breaking my heart. I love that. Yes. His so name is Nugget. Nugget. His name is Nugget. Okay, so is Nugget the Zaratron. Um, he is chilling out there with his nightcap tavern. Does anybody have anything they want to do in the town before night falls? Not particularly. Well, as it gets right. dark, I, I stop standing there in the middle of the field. Cool. I, okay, I, does anybody go into the, the Stonehill Inn to try and steal some of their patrons? We have to think of how we're going to steal patrons. Don't want to be cruel and mean about it. Although, is there any way to do that that's not? No matter what, you're taking business away from the Stone Hill. You know what? I don't feel bad about it simply because this place could be a fucking tundra in a few days. Because that's of the evil dragon. So, and we are going to be protecting them. So, best case scenario, we're, we're making money and keeping them safe. So, how, how do we want to do this? We have to be flashy, but not too much so. I, I need we- somebody to roll me either a persuasion... A performance or a deception? Uh, I'll roll my persuasion. Because I'm, okay. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at all of those. Uh, I am going to roll on in with... Let me check my inventory real quick. <laughs> you have the Elliot's Flask. Elliot's Flask? You can make up to ten people that agree with you sing and dance in a choreographed fashion. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll roll for performance and try to use that flask then. Um, and I'm going to... Listen, I don't have the improvisational skills to uh, freestyle a Disney musical number. But... No, you just, you just need to give me a song in which they sing and then how they dance. All right. Okay. <laughs> it, it's going to be like a, a pub shanty. Perfect. Uh, and it, the, the dance is going to be, I'm going to conga line all of them <laughs> out of the barn towards the nightcap I so we can continue it. the bender. Yeah, exactly. You slap your hands up and you touch your shoulders and you touch your hips and the person behind you follows in unison as you guys make your way towards the end of the town. And the innkeeper's wife is just like, what are you guys doing? And the, everybody else just keeps conga lying out of the fucking bar. And you guys make your way out to the Knight's Cap Tavern. Fern is already there cooking up mushrooms and meat and fries and vegetables and such. The patrons enjoy their, their drink and libations. You gain a total of 20 silver for tonight's venture which is really only a third of what you spent but you know that you only spent a sixth of your product so you can expect basically six times your monetary input for this venture you guys chill for a day or two allowing people to come into the bar hoping that they'll buy some more You guys have collected your awards, which means you have leveled up. So you guys are all at level five. I know none of you were prepared for leveling up. The the Um, thing that I have doesn't require leveling. So we can do homework and call it good. And then next turn we can be like, all right, what are your level five shits? Right. So you guys are walking around 
And as you guys head back to the Nightcap Tavern for the second night, dragging again a bit more of the the party around as you guys are walking from the town having already had a couple of drinks at the stone hill inn bringing a crew with you of locals that are just ready to hop right into this nightcaps tavern they follow you and i'm gonna ask which three people are bringing this crowd from the Stonehill Inn into the Nightcap Tavern. There's three that are leading this parade of drunk individuals. Uh, yeah, I like this shit show down the street. Yeah, okay, so he's in uh, He's in the lead. Playing a pair of spoons that I stole from the... Oh, absolutely. Right, do I absolutely. need to roll a sleight of hand? I, I was... Yeah, roll a sleight of hand to yeah. steal the spoons... And then I'm I'm using my hard hat as like a drum. Nice. Okay. Roll the 19 plus three on that nice. bad boy. All right. Twenty two. Cool. I stole those spoons and I'm playing. Yeah, them. you're you're playing them like a motherfucker. You're you're slamming down the street and you actually stole enough spoons that you give some to Cad Warden and he takes his cap off and he's spooning it up on his thing. So you've got like the base, you've got the base and he's got the hi-hat and you guys are just going to town and you guys are bringing this crowd up together. Uh, I believe I required one more person. Who else is helping these two in their parade of drunk folks to the Nightcap Tavern? I'll help bring in the crowd. Yeah. All right. What you got? You got yeah. a persuasion roll. Let Let's see what you got. Uh, twenty five. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So as these these two are just drumming away, you're you're just behind them, and you're doing like an arm pulling in, and you're grooving. And you've got your Karibo just above your shoulder on the right side. And he's also doing the arm pull. And actually, he reels out. And he he reels in. And he's got one person who's just, like, pulling like a fish. Just jumping into the mix. And he is following you and the rest of these guys up this hill just outside of town. And you guys can all see the nightcap tavern just above what looks like a hill but you guys all know is actually the back of this beast but as you guys get about 20 30 feet away from the base of this you guys run across the cat so snarky cad warden and giyu i want a perception check from you three on this cat that's pretty damn good. You guys didn't quite hit the mega realization mark, but you hit the great realization. <laughs> so you guys see this cat, and you guys realize that this cat is kind of dancing with you guys. It can hear your music, and it's it's kind of jiving. And as you bring this crowd along with you, this cat just kind of follows. I'm going to ask for an insight check from Cat Warden. Twelve. So you notice this cat, and it just seems so friendly to you. And when it walks up to you, it purrs. And you don't just 
hear this purr. You kind of feel it in the base of your skull as this cat purrs. And you guys keep heading up the trail with this cat following behind. And you guys make your way up to the Nightcap Tavern. The cat just chills there at the base of the floorboard. Doesn't go anywhere. It just chills there. It doesn't go inside. But as you are walking in, you hear, and it the cat's call doesn't seem solid. It seems distant. You just ignore it as you walk in because you're corralling this crew of drunken individuals. I really want a persuasion, performance, or intimidation roll from everybody in the group. And I rolled a 16. I'm equally bad at all. Yeah, bad at all of that. We got a 21 in persuasion. Jesus. I got 16 intimidation. Okay. Sorry, 22. 15 plus 6. 22, okay. 15 from Mudboy. Okay, so I think we just need Fern. Seven performance. She's, she's an introvert. She's not, not, not a good performer. We're going to say that you collectively brought this crowd into here, and you've got a wide selection of some nice meats, vegetables, mushrooms, all within this bar. We're going to say you got 35 gold for the night. You guys are out of stores. You guys basically ran out after the night, so you guys will have to go back to town to get more meat, vegetables, and beer and stuff. But you guys kept up for the night, and you made a solid uh, 34 gold, which is 20 gold above what you spent. We're getting profit. We're going to build this into a full organization. We're going to franchise and everything. When we've been getting gold this whole session, has it been assumed that we're all taking our share of it? Or is it all in the pool still? At, at this point, I hope you guys have been taking care of it with the... We made 32 from this endeavor, and then we made 450 from questing. So we should be sitting at, um, not counting the amount that Lindsay spent, which I'm not 100% sure how much that was. If it that was, was 10. Six, 60 silver. Uh, oh, so it's 6 gold, so... Uh, we just made 32, so that brings it down to 28. So we've made 478 gold pieces a session. Right. Party. party gold? Yes, party yeah. gold. Yeah. Or we can, we can right. even we'll, type we'll that in. put that into loot, loot. I don't care if it's divvied up everybody or not. I just wanted to know if I was supposed to be keeping track of stuff individually or not. And well, I mean, if you want not. some of your own, you can bargain some of my own. next amount. Yeah. Exactly. And if you want anything, something tells me nobody's going to argue with you about you having it. Um, You guys make that way. And as you guys are heading back down in the morning, the cat that you have is, is hanging right by your hip. Who has the highest animal handling skill? It's just a six. Four. Oh, a six. Plus three. Okay. So, Fern. This cat walks up to you, and it is rolling across your calves. It is just enjoying you. But as you are petting it, you feel like something is wrong with the texture you're feeling. Um, roll me a insight or 
investigation check. I'm going to go with insight. And I actually have uh, seven animal handling, by the way, because I level up. Oh, I got a natural 20. And then okay. uh, four insights, so 24. <laughs> okay, so as you're petting this thing, it is it is loving on you. It's realized that you basically have the chillest vibes in this zone. As you are petting it, you realize that this texture just doesn't feel right. Like it's got ears, but they're not they're not solid in the way you would want or expect them to be. You notice that there's a small string around its neck. You're curious about it. What do you do? Don't I have something where I can detect magic? You can detect magic. Yes, I'll do that. No, you have two options. You can ritually cast it, which takes 11 minutes, or you can just cast it, which takes an action. When you look at this cat, you see necromantic magic from the neck down. You see a faint aura of lime green magic encasing this cat. But it's only from the neck down. From the neck to the head, you see some sort of Magic that you feel like it overlaps with other magic. It's conjuration, but it's also necromantic, but it's also summoning magic. It's a combination of multiple magics, and you can't quite place it before you look at the head and you realize that there's no magic on the head. It is distinctly different than what you see. And that is the cat before you. Um. I can see this weird cat. You see a cat, and its head is a little bit shinier than the rest of its body, but you assume it's just grease. She has gotten really close to this cat and realized that the head is slightly different, and then she casts Detect Magic and noticed Necromantic Magic for the body, Transmutation or Summoning Magic for the neck. Couldn't quite differentiate the two. And then No Magic for the head. She knows that the cat is undead. Well, I mean, because she she recognizes that it's necromantic magic. She would recognize that something is going on with the body, and the head has something to do with it. Did you say something about a cat head at some point that we buried? Yeah. You guys came across a cat head with a string around its throat that clasped quickly before dissolving. You guys aren't far from where the Mountain Toad's gold mine where you found it was. Is this um, something that they encountered before I came in, like in a previous episode? It kind of is. They have kind of talked about it in the things that they've dealt with. So like you know that it's something that maybe they dealt with, but you don't know whether or not it's evil or not. You just have Doesn't an idea that, evil? yeah, it's it's still trying to roll across your leg like it wants some pets. Was I here for this? Is You're there not a chicken? Far. You should roll to speak with the animals. Oh yeah, there you Whoever go. Whoever has that. the druids probably have that. Yeah, the Snarky Pippins are botanical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it, Snarky. Little meow meow. <laughs> you hear in your head a small screech before it says I, I can I can talk? Yeah. How, how can you understand me? What can I 
I guess, what can I do for you? Uh, we want the information you can give us. You don't know. Um, I, I want to live, and I have a wife somewhere out there I need to get to. Can you help me? We can solve the group. We can help this cat. Sounds like a sad quest. Do we have any other choice? I I would love to help. She's so far away, I can sense her, though. Okay. Does the group already know? You have to be the translator. Okay. At this I'm point, you're the only one who's animal translated. And to be honest, like part of the transmission that you've gotten has been covered in static. You understand what they're saying, but it is like not quite as crisp and clear as you would like. It is glitchy in it's trying to understand your brain so that it can talk to you. It doesn't know your language. You're giving magic the ability to talk to you. Okay. Let me run it by the group that we can help this. <laughs> the way you're talking is the way it sounds to you. He, he doesn't out. know what he sounds like. Yeah, he doesn't know what that. You, you don't know what you just sound like, but your your uh, internet started glitching when you were talking, so it sounded like it was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you are having a difficulty communicating with this beast, but you you explain it to your friends, and they are just a bit confused by the fact that you're talking to a cat, but telling them that it's not. A cat. Well, how do I convince them? No, no, you explain it. It's it's up to these characters how they perceive it. Really. Alright, you gotta take my word for it that the holy matrimony of this cat is at risk. (laughs) 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 He's not wants that. This undead cat wants us to save its marriage. Yeah. Yes. I'd rather go get a dragon slaying sword. Okay, so real, (laughs) real, real question: Are you guys judging this cat? Positively not. Is is anybody judging this cat? One dream. Fern feels bad for it. That's a judgment. (laughs) Anybody else? Take that as you will. I I might also be judging the cat. You okay? So, (laughs) as you judge the cat, it realizes that. This crew may be more aggressive than it is willing to deal with. It doesn't believe it. It takes a certain bit of trust from you, Snarky, because you've talked so sweetly to it. Uh, it takes a bit from Fern because Fern hasn't really placed any aggressive intent towards it. But from Cadwarden. Giyu and Mudboy, there's been this like hesitation of the understanding of this magic. Because of that, it dashes back before running towards the group of everybody and dispelling the body of this cat. The cat's body comes flying at the four of you, and I would like you all to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh no. Here goes. I'm not great at dexterity. Ah, shit. I rolled a nine. Thirteen. That's nine. good for me. I that got is a good for you. Okay, so Giyu is able to dash out of the way before this thing throws the body at 
snarky Pippins. The body slaps against him, and as the body does, this thing shoots three different webs from the bottom of its thorax. And it hits Snarky and Cad Warden and slaps them against the ground before jumping away, taking the disengage action, and running into the woods. This thing is gone. You guys are stuck. That's where it's at. That's fucking weird. Do we follow it? <laughs> That's up to you guys. I'm asking friends. Uh, it may come back. What do we want to do here, boyos? I'll follow the weird cat. I don't know. Like talking to that cat sounds like he was in a weird place right now. <laughs> the cat's like body is in the middle of the divorce. Feet. Oh, the cat died. No, the cat threw its body at it's you guys. Right Scratched two of you before the body plummeted to the ground. The head went somewhere else. Okay. Who? Who? You said it shot webs? Yeah. So it's a spider? Are you guys chasing this thing into the woods? What time is it? What time is it right now? Probably 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's freaking chase this bastard. Alright. You guys have done so many more things than I expected you to do with the cat. Very confused by the interactions with the cat, personally. Good. Okay, so the cat's body came at you guys, and it shot webs from its neck before the head completely dissipated into the forest. Does anybody want to roll a nature or survival check to follow these tracks? I'll go ahead and do that. Let's have the ranger do the ranging. I got a nat one, my good sir. Uh, yeah. Okay, so you run into the forest, having a good idea of where it's at, and as you get into there, you realize that there's a pinprick here, a pinprick over there, and then it leads into the bushes, and as you move the bushes left and right, you can't seem to find another single pinprick to tell you where this thing darted off to. Would anybody else like to try and make an investigation or a nature or a survival check to figure out where this thing is at? Because right now, he's lost. Oh, I'm actually alright with investigation. I'll do that. Also, I just realized a proficiency bonus just went off one. Fucking tight. Oh, and my investigation fucking tanked. It's a ten. Hey, that's better than nothing. So, as you follow Mudboy, where he tells you, like, this is where the last one was, but I can't find the next one, you move forward a little bit, and you can see a small shape in the ground, and there's a bit more opening on the side closer to you, so you can tell that the beast ran forward. It is running away at a massive sprint, and as you are climbing towards it, you run into a wall of invisible threat. Make an athletics or a strength saving threat. Wait, is this an athletics check or a strength save? It's a save no matter what. I don't okay, know. Okay, it's 19. Okay, so you run into this web, and as it grabs around your throat, you put your fingers underneath your chin and you pull it off and you're able to break free from whatever this chokehold web was about to capture you into. And you think, 
holy shit, if this thing just did that as a dash away action, what am I going to face while dealing with it? But you are able to break free from the grass that would have captured you. Next, I'm going to have Giyu. Where's your Karibo at? Are you having this thing chase after it? This no, that thing. makes sense. Okay. So, seeing that your friend was almost chokeholded by these webs, and this thing is dissipating into the distance, what would you and your Karibo do in order to take advantage uh, of this? I mean, the Karibo field? out in front, basically. Okay. As he does the attack, or just he's just Let's scanning see. the distance? I mean, I guess, yeah, no, just have the Karibo out wide against the pursuit. So, your Karibo runs in front of you and the rest of your crew, and it is sweeping from the left to the right, left to the right, and it is just clearing out all these spider webs. And as it goes forward, it slams into one, and it seems to catch it. It does a swirl around an invisible line before heading back towards you guys, stopping, dropping down, and heading back. And it pulls out an arm and swipes at the line, and it is no longer in front of you. I am now going to have you guys roll initiative, because it seems like you guys are going to continue chasing this Spider-Man. I got a 15. I got a 4. I got 15. Okay. 13. Collective 12. So, you guys are running closer and closer to your own newly acquired Nightcap Tavern. As you guys do, this spider head that you guys are following keeps setting traps left and right, and occasionally you guys are hearing pleas from it, saying, I'm not trying to hurt you. Why are you chasing me? I've done nothing wrong. As you guys keep chasing forward, Mudboy, it is your turn. You know that there is a pile of web in front of you that a Karibo just recently blasted through. I would like to try to speak to it. How do you do that? Well, do I think at it? Does that work? Hello? I think really hard. (laughs) What? You can hear me? Of course. So, we're not trying to be mean. You're killing me. You thought you're scary. I'm not scary. You're scary. Well, see, now, the night of us is scary. Let's calm down, then. Okay. And it stops running. It feels the sense of a nearby entity, and it runs into the bushes, and when it comes back, it's got a dog form, but the head is still the same spider. Whoa, dude, you're weird. You're gonna leave me to be, yes? What are you doing? Who are you? I'm just trying to find my love. And as you hear him explain more about his love, it becomes more and more static. He talks about somebody he's loved for a long time, and as he gets to explanations about what they've done and how long they've been together, it gets more and more crackly and you can't understand what they're saying. You tell them hey, you've lost me and they start again. The closer they get to the revelation of what's going on with their story the more foggy it becomes. 
So I relay this to the party. Are we like all paused? Yeah, at this point, you have chilled out the enemy. If we want to keep going for like who does what, I got an initiative roll. But at this point, you've got it to talk to you. Uh, is it speaking in my mind? Is it speaking to y'all too? Yeah. Oh, Everybody wait, what? hears this. Oh, but if they don't hear it. If that makes do sense. they hear my voice or just the responses to they, my voice? They hear you talking, and then they also hear this thing responding. But they don't hear like a back and forth. They hear a low grumble outside externally. But in their mm-hmm. head, they understand those low grumbles as explanations of what's going on. Okay, so I'm not speaking non-verbally. I'm speaking out loud. Yeah, you're you're him. speaking out loud, but they okay. don't. They do and they don't understand. Like it, it's hard to explain, but like you completely understand the conversation that you're having with them. Yeah. It's like you're speaking Spanish when you took Spanish too, okay. even though you're talking to them in common. You're confusing it's, me, but I think that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, I'm I'm confused. Good. Yeah, inexplicable. And you've made it yeah. sound inexplicable. Good. Good. Yeah. No, it's 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 hard to comprehend. You guys are all confused. You guys are hearing like bits and pieces of it, but none of it makes sense. Luckily Mudboy understands enough to be able to be like, okay, so it needs a body. Because you guys destroyed the cat body. The visage you see in front of you is of a large wolf. Spider's head? Yeah, the spider's head is no longer on a cat. The spider's head is now on a large wolf. Why would it need another body then? Why can't it stay as the wolf? You guys can see that already this body has become a bit more decrepit. The body has already begun to lose some potency. It's uh, losing its form. What yeah. exactly is this fucking thing? Would you like to roll an investigation check or a history check? I'll give Ooh, the, I my damn I will use my history. I'll try, I'll try a history check. Okay. I got a dirty 20 with history. Okay, and what did you get, Giyu? Uh, 18. Okay, so you guys know that there are many spells that can coerce the dead. There's ones that can revive them and make them your own. There are ones that can just revive them and make them alive again. There are health potions and health spells that can resurrect the dead via extreme properties. But this thing doesn't seem to be doing any of that. It seems to be focusing on the life energy that is left in a dead body. And sapping it dry. This this thing wants nothing more than to survive and find its love. It needs to find who it cares for. But it doesn't know where they are. Mm-hmm. It's having a hard time placing itself in your mind as a specific character or personal trait. It's not there to harm you. And if you help it, maybe it'll help you. As it sits right now, it is a dog. It is a dog with a spider's head 
and you know that if you piss the spider off, you will probably have to deal with the spider's repercussions. I want to come up to it and try and reassure it with physical affection. Okay. You realize that it is a dog with a spider's head, right? Yep. Okay. Mudboy's had a very strange last few days, and his okay. whole reality is cracking. Okay. <laughs> well, no, that's understandable. I don't disagree with it. I just wanted to make sure you knew you were basically cuddling with the skull of a spider and the dead body of a dog. Yeah, I'm coming up to it all gentle, like animal handling of uh, 18. Ooh, okay. Yes. So, you walk up to this thing, and it kind of rears back for a second. And you hold out your hand, and you've got a small slab of meat in it. And you just say, this is, this is for you. And you hold out your hand, and it brings itself forward. And as it does, you see where what would be a jaw of a dog. And it is opened up, and it grabs it with these two pincers and pulls it in towards the abdomen of what you now know is the spider of this dog. And it just chomps down on it, and it kind of tears it apart before you decide maybe we need to figure out something else with this dog. I shouldn't try to befriend it. Is that what I decided? No, you you did try to befriend it. <laughs> and you've but, done you've done remarkably. Now What did I what did I learn though? You learned that this thing is not necessarily aggressive, but it's not open to personal interaction. So it's it's defensive. You oh, it didn't let me pet him. That's yes, what I'm hearing. Not right accepting effect. Yes. Good stuff, good stuff. So, do you guys want to just call it at this spider? Yeah, we can pick it up more. This fish. Okay. I think that's yeah. a good idea. Good game. Mm-hmm. Fun game, guys. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for well, the yeah. for us, Dallas. <laughs>